no, the Canadians are coming. Chris, John, and Irish Ashley combined to make the ultimate team better than any wet dream. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. John's the CEO and Boomer. Ashley's the real leader. Chris brings the vibes and juices as our enjoyment increases. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. Oh, oh, oh hey. hey, what's going Garrett. on, Chris? I have an audio issue. One second. Oh no, how you doing, Garrett? Good to see you, man. Good to see you as well. It's You're uh... looking very tidy. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I cut my hair. I did it myself. It looks lovely. You guys are looking tidy. Well, John's hotel room isn't looking tidy right now. Chaos. So muted. So yeah. divorced. <laughs> so muted. You. <laughs> He's trying to get his uh, audios working. There it says no audio now. Yeah. So how are you? Where are you these days? Are you uh, you in Toronto right now? No, I'm in uh, Winnipeg right now. Oh, very yeah, nice. Oh. No, still can't hear you, John. Nope, not not a sound, John. Um, are you oh, are you doing rumors with uh, uh, John this weekend? Yeah, yeah. Like I was just doing, uh, I was hosting uh, last night, and then I'll be hosting again on uh, Friday for him in the lake. Fantastic. Show. Very yeah, yeah. nice. Where Where are you right now? I'm on the I'm on Vancouver Island. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. I came out here because my dad's here. So I've been in England for ten years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then I was like, uh, who should I visit when I finally escape that horrific island? Uh, <laughs> this is my fucking dad. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to escape to the island. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to say this. Hopefully, I'm not muted. No, you're good. Um, for the no, first yeah. time in the history of this program, it's an all Canadian from the broadcast areas out into the world this is the, and we're Ooh. also in two in three different parts of winnipeg of canada chris you're in vancouver island garrett is in the nice part of winnipeg and i'm in a part of winnipeg that is mostly just mr lubes yeah there's a lot of mr mm. lubes over there yeah wow yeah. how many of them are work on your car if you know what i'm saying i mean all of them but you probably could still get blown behind them you know what i'm saying Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. They uh, they definitely do some oil changes. Oh. They'll work on your underbelly. They'll uh, like, <laughs> rotate yeah. your tires, if you know Am what I, I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Am I crazy, Garrett, in that Winnipeg is sketchy, but it's like 90s sketchy? Like a drug addict might stab you, but like no one's going to uh, give you ransomware on your phone. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's like a bowling alley sketchy. Oh. Sorry, guys. I think someone might be knocking on my door. I'm going to check real quick. You guys talk about sketchy bowling out. Chris, is me? Garrett, get, check your door. Yeah. Who is it? Who? I'll go check my door. Um, no one, one was there. there. Wow. I, I knew no one was there. So how are you doing? Oh. Are you, is back he back? Is. I'm back. That was uh, my, my dad was uh, putting groceries away. So his cupboard's yes. shutting. That yes. was the... I... Uh, where did he go grocery shopping? Probably Save On. I don't know. Uh, save On. Save On Foods, buddy. Yeah, Save On no. Foods. You save on foods. It's like uh, like no frills uh, I... or price yeah, choppers. Okay, but let's actually talk expensive. About this right now. Let's ask exactly. All like <laughs> no frills, Save On, all of the low range grocery stores are always as or more expensive than the mid range and also high range, which I've been known to frequent. If you know what you're, um, yeah, exact. Thank you, Patty Padman, coming in from someone who lived in BC. Save yeah, on Patty foods knows. where you can't save on any foods. 
Right? Um, it's true. <laughs> but I hate, I love, let me ask you this, guys. Do you love or hate grocery shopping? Both. Yeah. What? Yeah, there's sometimes I just love grocery shopping. Yeah. Like, because you're out there and you see foods that you haven't tried before. Or you're like, you maybe you're getting ready for uh, just to sit down on the couch and uh, eat a lot. So you buy, uh, like, I bought uh, a ton of Concord grapes. They're in right now. Nice. Oh, Isn't so that nice to be back in Canada, by the way, where things are in season? The rest of the world just <laughs> lies to you. Like, I love, like, I was just in Ontario, tail end of peach season. My cheeks still sticky with juice. <laughs> Peaches when they're ripe are so good, but when they're out of season, are literally the, most... the worst. Yeah, you're it's... eating a baseball. Yeah, yeah, a wet baseball. A um, wet, hairy baseball. Exactly. Yes. Hairy, hairy. <laughs> would you like to know what my grandmother? How she would eat a peach? Is she would slice it in half, take a full tablespoon of sugar, dump that on half the peach, and then eat that. Yeah, Ooh. that's how you eat peaches. Yeah, this is <laughs> most insane thing I've ever seen. That and also my entire family butters muffins, which I was like, when I realized you shouldn't do that, I was like, what? Like, do they toast them? Because if they toast them, fair dues. Because if you got that no. melted butter going in there, fair enough. Of course, a blueberry muffin with melted butter, delicious. Yeah, we're talking no, like out of the cold butter, butter. Maniac. My my uh, my parents they butter uh, cinnamon buns. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's not enough on those. That makes yeah, yeah. sense. Oh my God, that's <laughs> awesome. Put, put some cinnamon bun on that butter. Yeah, famously love... flavorless cinnamon buns. <laughs> I love weird corners of the world. And the Canadian prairies, much like the uh, Southwest desert of the United States, has the best just, why are you eating that way? And you're like, because conditions are tough here. They're going to burn calories like putting out a fire or fighting floods. Like, you know, like you couldn't eat that way in Toronto because it's like, you're not going to burn that off walking into the subway. But you have to fight off a mosquito attack in Winnipeg, so you can have a couple of buttery cinnamon buns. Oh yeah, you can. You can definitely. Uh, you're, you're battling mosquitoes or just shivering in the cold. You're gonna burn it mm. off in the cold, no matter what. People don't understand how much energy goes into shivering. It's a real yeah. like that's a weight loss plan. Just stand outside for six hours in not enough clothes. You'll that's be why fine. Chihuahuas are so small. Yeah, just those they fucking shivered, sleek little Kate Moss dogs. So yeah, they hot. shivered themselves down to tiny. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this as a former smoker, though this if I was here for winter, that would be hard because there's nothing better, in my opinion, than smoking in the super cold. Like there's just something about it where it's like you've got an activity so it doesn't feel as cold. You know you can go inside at any time. Mm -hmm. It's an excuse to have a hot drink out there. It's so god it's like there's no word for this, but like winter in Canada at a certain point, like around early December and then until sort of early January has like this beautiful bleakness to it. Like there's just, it's like everything is just, you can see everything, but they're like, but everything is dead. But it's, it's crystal, pretty. It's crystal clear, but yeah, yeah everything's dead. Yeah. Like back, the smoking, like what's crazy about smoking in the winter it is nice, but uh, the worst is uh, smoke will collect your clothes mm. for some reason in the cold. And then when you come back in, everyone thinks you stink. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck them. They don't understand how cool we are. Uh, what are those, um, uh, like, bridges across the buildings in Edmonton for winter? Yeah, um, we have a ton I, of those here. Yeah. Have a ton of, I, I went to University of Montreal where the entire downtown core, you can walk mm -hmm. underground, underground to. Yeah, which yeah. Is, yeah, mole people. 
One problem with that, though, there's no signs, which I kind of enjoy mm. that they're just like, we have it, but you figure it out. Yeah, you well, better fucking know. You better know the path, which, by the way, the path is uh, in uh, Toronto. You can walk all the way from Union Station underground all the way up to north of Dundas Square. Jesus. No. Wait, yeah, you just have to know the path. Yeah, I don't know the path at all. I think it I've sounds like you guys are advertising a cult right now. You need yeah, to know the path. The You're path. not on the path. Yeah. 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 yeah, why aren't you guys turning towards the square, bro? Stay out of the cold and come with us. We're underground on the Garrett path. Garrett and I could start a cult. We could just claim to be brothers because we look close enough alike, but then it would be, but we're not actually brothers. We're brothers of the path. Of them, mm. yeah. Come, that, that's our that's our sign. Yeah, Praise Garrett, you kind of of the path. You kind of look like the guy uh, in Hunger Games who had his tongue chopped out. I don't know that guy, but yeah, that's you him. Know, you nailed I, it. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I don't know if you're auditioning for <laughs> SNL anytime soon, but that was really good. You should add <laughs> Thank that. you so much. I'm gonna add that I... as uh, the the Hunger Guys guy with no <laughs> tongue. There you go, Patty Padman. He does. There you go. I recently described uh, to a gal I'm seeing, Garrett Ooh. looks like the handsomest bridge troll you'll ever meet, which feels like an insult, but is a compliment. I ask, uh, I ask uh, very polite questions when you're crossing my uh, bridge. That's right. And he's got a fat, <laughs> thick, handsome penis. Yeah, so it's, handsome? It's, it's so yeah. handsome. Like, uh, it was on the cover of GQ. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but well, that's I, not uh, not the GQ, not Gentleman's Quarterly. Uh, you're talking about Girth Quarterly, yeah, which yeah. is put out by the same company. <laughs> it's just the back end of the the program. Exactly. The, the same people, same people that are in GQ, but they just have their dongs out. Yeah. Check Instead of out. the photo shoot being the top half, it's the rest of the picture. You know. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's the it's, it's the small photographer taking pictures down there. Yeah. <laughs> Up top, I have to like look classy. Down below, they're like looking assy. I, uh, I reached a new level of weed smoking after Garrett dropped me off in my hotel, which is I went and smoked a bunch more weed and then fell asleep. And then this morning had one second where I had forgotten my entire evening from yesterday. And then it all came rushing back in one wave. It was very, very alarming. Also, I think I need to cut down on the weed smoking at nighttime if that sort of thing is happening. But hey, what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah, yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah. It's been really fun to watch you start and now worry you've gone too far over the last I, year. I'm not, it's been really not, quite a journey. I'm not worried. I'm just sort of like, oh, here's the line. We found the line. There That's you go. Right. I know. I literally know exactly like where I overstepped was I smoked two bones in the parking lot of rumors while Garrett had cigarettes, and I should have just had one. Yeah. If I had one, and then pre-bed fun, sit, read a book outside, and get high. Would have been. Fun. It was that second one where in my brain it just went, well, now you're gonna need to put your wallet inside because yeah. you're gonna leave that somewhere. I could tell John was high because. Uh, you, you know, when you, I don't know if you, you've been high, Chris Betts. Once but, or uh, twice. Yeah, yeah, once or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> he, he definitely was like, like doing deep breathing at one point. Oh, yeah. And I could tell, yeah, it was, this was his moment oh. that he just needed to recollect. And he's yeah. like, it was. <sighs> Garrett was so fun because Garrett was having a beer when we were hanging out with the staff. And Garrett immediately just turned the conversation towards aliens and conspiracy theories. Like we were talking nice. about like economics and bitcoins and then Garrett said something about aliens and it was like John Stone we gotta we gotta go with one of the four <laughs> topics he will discuss but aliens that that's uh I, I would have brought that up with you regardless of that's true yeah we went aliens and then we found out that Canada has its own Jeffrey Epstein Chris which is the other thing I was going to bring up on this exactly yeah what take it yeah. over this please is don't be blah 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 it's ba it's get the it's Galen Weston yeah <laughs> No, it's a guy named uh, there's a guy named Peter Nygaard here in Winnipeg. I'm from here, and I didn't even know about him until 
I came back during COVID what? here and he was getting in trouble. And when okay. you read about him, it's uh, it's all over Winnipeg news. First uh, of all, when you see a photo of Peter Nygaard, you're just like, yeah, he did it. Like, there's yeah. no way this guy didn't do it. He looks like a tour manager for ABBA. Oh, not. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I'm looking at him now. There he is. Yeah, right. Like, is it, that noise you just made right there where you just went like, whoa, <laughs> like it's you don't want to have long white hair and an ascot. Everyone's just like, oh, you get up to nonsense. Yeah, real bad. Yeah, he, real bad. He looks like the painting, the painting from Ghostbusters, too. <laughs> Here we go. There he is. See, you just my you're going to suck you into his uh, painting. Oh, right my there. God. Yeah, he really does. Yeah. Like there's a river of ooze going underneath <laughs> the city and it's all his doing it's all his doing for sure that's what is the that shirt right there is that a wet normal shirt or is that a leather shirt <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> question chris that is a good question we got to get to the bottom of this <laughs> it kind of looks wet but yeah it looks I'm examining like a... the shirt i'm gonna say it's a pleather shirt of some oh but oh. peter nygaard come on man if you're if you're if you're in on kids yeah, that can deep you zoom, can you zoom in a bit more what i'm trying to see if there's any moisture in the crevices i think and this I th is a leather shirt yeah i think i also love how his leather so shiny. shirt sleeve is our uh, rolled up yeah right right and, <laughs> with just getting to work single, here you know what just I mean? one single you cigarette rolled in there not the pack. a sex trafficking industry <laughs> with your shirt rolled it's gonna get messy you gotta roll it up your sleeves and really get some lawyers with no scruples you need to be able to manipulate small communities the, small communities on the island and apparently he got outed because he got into a fight with his neighbor who's another billionaire yeah this guy i think it's this guy lewis bacon i assume of the family that created bacon, which I hope so badly is in Canada. I think I didn't read the Wikipedia article. I just saw feud with Lewis Bacon 2005 on the Wikipedia article and assume he's, he's are, these the guys owned, bacon. are these the guys that owned houses next to each other on the beach? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Did you I hear heard, this story? I knew okay, that I'd I heard of hear Peter Nygaard. Yes. Okay. Oh, I had, what happened? <laughs> I didn't one of them kill the other's dog. No, that's what? John McAfee. You're thinking oh. of John McAfee. You're thinking that's, of okay. very, I'm, I'm confusing of a couple. But I definitely heard about Peter Nygaard because they like one of them was annoying. I'm assuming it was leather shirt. Um, and so they started this sort of back and forth. And then one of them kept throwing. It'll be Peter Nygaard was throwing huge parties. Right, Garrett? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like well, big, crazy parties. And his neighbor just wanted to retire in peace and just be a rich man on a beach. Um, and so then he like ratted him out to the cops over having 16 or 15 year olds or something over at the party is that am i telling tales out of school here no that, that's uh, that's most likely it i don't know that much about it but like the, on why he called the cops i know they're just feuding and then uh, yeah he called them but yeah most likely because he had because apparently everyone knew it was one of those mm. things that everyone knew but it didn't come out until this past uh, this past year I or got two it. years ago okay i got it so nygaard bought an island that he named nygaard k and it he's this is the most everyone why k or key um, do you mean key is that key, the thing did you spell is it the letter k not, but it's k is q u a is is it nygaard potassium right? but it's c a y okay 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 how do you pronounce is that pronounced the same no, way as like that's right k is right k yeah if it's c a y yeah um i'm not seafaring like chris chris is the seafaring one of the program that he got all the way to an island I wish you I had my red did. toque. God, I wish I had oh, my red toque right where now. Where is it? It's being shipped over from the UK. I still got a couple bags at a friend's house. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, anyway, so he bought half the island. 
not the whole thing. And hang on, where is this feud? Um, so in 2005, Nygaard attempted to solve a parking overflow problem at Nygaard K by laying down a 15 by 20 concrete slab on Lewis Bacon's property. Bacon responded to this by suing Nygaard, obtaining a court injunction to remove it. Two years later in 2007, Bacon installed industrial grade speakers at the edge of his property and pointed them at Nygaard's house at yep. night due to Bacon's complaints of noise, uh, noise from Nygaard's house. In the summer 2010, Bacon's house was raided by 11 Bahamian police officers leading to the confiscation of the speakers. Bacon claimed it was the work of Nygaard, a claim he denied. It has been said that Nygaard used <laughs> fake news and YouTube videos to spear Bacon as a person, ran an international drug smuggling operation, was a member of the KKK, having been charged with insider trading and being involved in the murder of the Point House caretaker Dan Tuckfield after commissioning him to set fire at Nygaard K. Tuckfield actually died of a heart attack in 2015. Nygaard or Bacon filed a defamation lawsuit against Nygaard over these claims in January 2021. It was reported that savvy media holders acquired the rights to a couple of books relating to the Nygaard with Louis Bacon to make a feature film. Justin later was chosen to write the film. Who the fuck is Louis Bacon? And this is crazy. Yeah, like that is a huge feud. That is that's almost comical. That feud itself. Like that, I that love, feud. I love how petty they are. I, I love it. I, the speakers turned towards so is funny. so good. It's so, also um, Warner Brothers cartoon. Yeah, well, it's it's like that. Didn't Seth Rogen star in a movie that's about this, but middle class people? It was like him and Zac Efron or something. I think it was literally <laughs> called Bad Neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> they even made a sequel. But they were they were a frat house, and so and then yeah, the frat house then has to help them get a sorority house. It's fascinating. I, pl I traveled on too many airplanes in the 2000s because I've seen all of these movies because there's a certain amount of white wine you'll have in the upper atmosphere while you're flying to fucking Qatar or Qatar and just be like, you know what? Let's see what Zach has. Also, sidebar, fun Hollywood fact I learned. Guess who had a giant cocaine problem for like 10 years? Is it Zach Efron? It's Zach Efron. Like a that massive right. like hole in the nose. Was like it Louis Bacon? Or Peter it Nygaard? Was it was <laughs> Peter Nygaard and Louis Bacon were his drug smugglers. Also, what did Louis Bacon do to deserve an island? I want to know more about this man named Bacon. Which Louis is it? Is it Louis and uh, like is it is it Louis C.K. or is it Louis and Clark? It is oh, great. It's sad that Louis. Yes, it's not. It's Louis C.K. He is a hedge fund manager and philanthropist oh. and the chief oh, yeah. executive of Moore Capital Management. So I hate both of these guys. Oh, now. but this guy just looks like a guy, though. Yeah, oh, no, he does just guy, look like a cliche guy. This guy is outcast. Like he, he's, he's been a to a couple of Eyes Wide Shut orgies in Manhattan. Like, this guy has oh, definitely yeah. eaten sushi off a naked woman's body. He does oh, look yeah. like Randy Travis if his face was kind of steamrolled. <laughs> corporate Randy Travis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck off, he, corporate Randy Travis. He traded in his uh, pickup truck to grab a uh, few billion dollars of a head. Um, so uh, he has Austrian citizenship due to uh, um, uh, supposedly providing notable Nazi achievements heritage. for for Austria, the decision has been criticized widely as no achievement for Bacon on behalf of Austria has been documented. He uh, he owns a 171,000 acre ranch. I deserve an island. It's true. You you are. I on need an island. An island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I've come in and not even uh, phased by the Zac Efron Coke chat. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Chris, I feel like you'd do well with it. Coaches. I would love to visit your island. First of all, the lack of infrastructure would mm. annoy so many of your friends. Like, so many yeah. of your friends would be like, where's the toilet? And you're like, what? No, there's, yeah. there's no you toilet. Don't, you wouldn't have a toilet on your island? I'd have a toilet, but, you know, you'd, you'd have outhouse. to find it. You'd have to earn it's it. an outhouse. I wouldn't, wouldn't be outhouse. in the house. You'd have to take me? the path. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> praise be <laughs> praise be the, did i tell you about the um uh there was a, a woman that used to i used to hang out with in montreal and she she was over at my house one day and she was like do you just not have a mirror yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what are you a, you're a vampire and i was just like well no because i got i got a beard and a shaved head like i just look like this i don't need a mirror this is what <laughs> i look like hang on, hang at on, all hang on. Times. Was, there a, was there a bathroom mirror no was there a couple That's... spoons hanging up on the wall? Good no, person. that would have been cool, though. That would have been very thoughtful of me to have done that for her. <laughs> I've never actively owned a mirror. Um, Thank you, Tiger. I'm in charge of vibes, not infrastructure. Fair point. There you go. Uh, I've never owned a mirror, but I have a bathroom mirror. But I like I have had women be like, where's your like full-length mirror? And it's like, full What are you fucking talking? I don't need a full... I know what my pants well, look like. This isn't I'm a fun house. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> no, what do you think? This is a carnival And then she's pattern? like... Sure wasn't last night, and you're like, oh, that was uh, that was ow, cruel. That ow, was unnecessary, man. <laughs> the clown is sad. Turning this yeah. into a talk, yeah. Honk honk now means sad, sad. Oh, hey Gareth, what's going on, buddy? Um, yeah, no, this but this house didn't have a bathroom mirror because it was owned by a crackhead, um, and uh, it had Evil Boy spray painted in huge letters on the door. Uh, oh, I remember. Oh. Was that for you or for someone else? That was pre me. I just moved in, and that's what was on the door. Um, and there was, uh, yeah, it was such a small place. Uh, but uh, no, it was a, but it was like a one bedroom with an office in the Mile End that I could afford because it was owned by a crackhead. And it uh, said "Evil Boy" on the bathroom ev- door. Evil Boy, like down across uh, on the back of the main door of the door that you walk into. So, I've, so that was always a fun place to bring women back to for the first time. <laughs> I truly, you probably truly Montreal. felt like Peter Nygaard the entire yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Montreal is the best city to talk about telling stories of living in. But I remember living there, and it's so much more fun remembering living there than living mm. there. Like for example. The night I lived above a grow up back when the Hells Angels just had um, those photos where you combine two photos, Christian Dong. That's so good. I'm loving everyone's comments that is basically Garrett just looks like our son. Yeah. I'm the I'm the child. Yeah. Garrett's our wee little boy. We're so proud of him. He's existed longer than me and Chris, I believe, and yet somehow is our child. I drew pictures. I drew pictures yeah. for pet daddies. It's yeah, every it's every daddy's all, hope that his son will outlive, outlive him. And here yeah, we are. He's, he's not only outliving us, he's lapping us. He's lapping yeah, us. Yeah, he's lapped us. That's how good at raising children we are. I'm so all good at aging. Other, I'll, I'll out-age my parents. Yeah. yeah, all other gaybies bow before our straight gaby, Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> Never also, go full troll. Right now, Never. Here's my question. Uh, Garrett or Gar- the name Garrett or Gareth, universally good, fun comedians. Gareth Waugh. Yep. Garrett Millerick. Yeah, Garrett Jameson. No yep. Garrett, Garrett Morris from Don't Saturday know. Night Live. Oh, the one that smoked and, crack first cast and two, and two love girls. Put, yeah, yeah. 
I'm yeah. putting him on there. He smoked crack. They weren't able to clean the floor that Saturday Night Live was on because he kept yelling at the maids because they disturb him smoking crack. And they couldn't figure out because it was like the same like union cleaning service for Rockefeller Center. And for like 10 years, they're like, we don't clean that floor. And they're like, he's not been here yeah. since 80. Please clean it. They're like, no, he was so mean. Uh, yeah, there's only one. There's that guy who got accused of a bunch of stuff that was, uh, I'm going to say nothing else because it's going to be very easy to Google him. <laughs> I can't okay. remember what his last name is. Who is his last name? What was his last name? The, there was a Canadian comedian with a, na- a first name similar to yours that got some accusations. Oh, uh, Clark. Oh, Clark. Yeah, were... oh wait, I don't know that. I don't know that. Wait, what's, who's the, I don't, I, we probably shouldn't do this because it's, this is all allegedly and we're now just being yeah. very mean. Uh, private chat. true. Trying trying to see to who. If, if you're wondering why I disappeared there for a moment, someone was trying to FaceTime me. Who was it? Yeah, I don't know. It's was it Garrett Clark? Number. Was he like, oh listen, I heard God. you were talking about me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I demand it. <laughs> uh, it is Garrett Clark, and also his comedy album is called Night Danger. Oh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Plain sight, huh? Plain yeah. sight. <laughs> Then wait, who's the other? There's another Garrett that's really good. Graham Clark is really is a is from Vancouver, and he's very funny, right? He's very funny. Yeah, he's, he's very funny. funny. Completely different name. Very different. Completely different name. I was I, that's when you said Garrett Start. Clark. I was like, I don't think we should say this about my friend. And then I was like, nope, different guy, different guy. Yeah, yeah. move it along. But yeah, uh, I'm my not friend's sure, uh, brave. Oh. Oh my God! Coming in from Macaroni Prince, my friend spray painted "Money Over Bitches" on the wall of his room when he was twelve. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, beauty when, when you're t- uh, when you're twelve, you know you got to know where money is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's over bitches. Money. <laughs> yeah. My allowance. And then he learned about fractions. He's like, oh, it's money divided by bitches. Oh, oh yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Now Fuck I understand. Fuck you. A fucking long it. division bitches joke. No, Garrett, do not do not <laughs> bow to Daddy Chris and his unnecessary pretension. Well, it depends on how many remainders you got there. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> yes. Now, now John's out of here. Get out of here. Math jokes. And math jokes all the way. <laughs> the denominators. <laughs> I feel like a denominator. I don't know where I am on the screen for you guys, but I'm on the bottom here, like a denominator. What you yeah. can see is exactly what they're seeing. Okay, uh, and also they're hearing us on the podcast. Welcome, podcast listeners. Today, Chris and I are joined by Garrett Jameson. I keep calling him Garrett Millerick in my head because he's just another, uh, just another man. Yeah, just another guy with a beard named Garrett. Yeah, just, just another guy with a beard named Garrett. He's a very funny comedian. Ashley Manning is visiting her father and not joining us today. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening and go to follow Garrett uh, Jameson. Garrett, where can people find you? GJ Party Drugs? Uh, it used to be Party Drugs and I switched it to Party Hugs. Uh, that oh, way pe- people can like, uh, you know, retweet you. You know what I mean? I yeah. get that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're not looking for the Burt Kreischer uh, market? No, I do, uh, for sure not. Because after shows as well, people like, hey, here's some drugs. And I'm like, I don't want those drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got two two subs. Darcelona, oh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for following Darcelona. Oh, I feel like these were gifted subs by King Geo. He said last day of September. Oh. King Geo. What a gentleman. Uh, oh, Daddy Chris. Well, well, what have I joined in coming in from Beardy Noise? Well, Beardy, uh, Chris and I realized that our guest, Garrett Jameson, looks a lot like if he was our kid. So we are praising him thank you uh, thank you i, and I need nurturing adopting <laughs> new names of daddy john 
and Daddy Chris. Yeah. Have I like you how ever been... switched up, by the way. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Here's my question. Have you ever been called <laughs> Daddy in the bedroom? I have. Did not. Not a fan. By who? Who was it? It was a lady. Nice. That's and right. was, she, was she older? She was not older. I feel like she was on top. No. She was like a numerator. Yeah, exactly. The the phrase, in fact, was, (laughs) fuck me, daddy. And in my head, I went, I don't. Daddy does not want to fuck you. (laughs) Daddy's calling it a night. And daddy says no. Daddy's watching TV. Yeah, daddy's (laughs) uncomfortable by the use of that word, but John's actually fine with going ahead. Um, Garrett, you're not on the show tonight. No, it's a bunch of different people on the show tonight. Yeah, I'm on a, a different show elsewhere. Where are you in your show? I'm going to a show called the uh, at the Handsome Daughter uh, here in Winnipeg. Yeah, it's a, a show run by a guy named Mike Green. Uh, Speaking of daddies, yeah, he, he's my he's my uh, <laughs> comic daddy. Uh, so my comic daddy is putting me on this show, and uh, yeah, so it should be. A, is John frozen or is he really paying attention? I'm just really paying attention. Oh, <laughs> like, like you honestly look frozen there for the past. I was like. Oh, maybe he's frozen, and I'm just now talking to Chris. <laughs> anyway, this show will be fine. It'll be a normal comedy show. It'll I'm be sorry. A lot of fun. Yeah. So, did you did you come out to Winnipeg just for this weekend, or are you out there for a while? No, I've been out here for a little bit now. Oh, okay. I've been here for yeah, just over a year, I guess now. Oh shit! I was gonna say it's like it's weird to like host two of the nights and not one if you if you're visiting. They're like no Friday, Garrett. You fucking yeah. piece of shit. <laughs> okay, okay, I won't do Friday. <laughs> you remember what happened that other Friday? Yeah, no, yeah. I, I'll never bring it up again. Why are you in? Why are you in Winnipeg? What last? Um, I last I heard at least you were you were deeply ensconced in Toronto, but that was you know that was a while yeah. ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. I, but I'm, I still have my place there. I still have my place in uh, Toronto, so I could show up in Toronto at any moment right now. Mm. Uh, yeah, like I could just uh, pack it up. But like here, I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, I get spots. Like COVID has shut everything down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I met a uh, met a lady, so now I'm like hanging out with her. And yeah, very and, nice. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, just. Uh, enjoying my time in winnipeg other than that great is that it is that nice thing like it's one of those things where it's unfortunately like i spent last summer in montreal and it's somewhat painted by months later divorcing my wife who i spent that summer with but it's also that nice thing of like it forced a return back to like coming to canada for things that weren't work for me and Mm. also to remember like go to your hometown and just hang out for two days because it restores you with an energy you're not used to because it's like it's still the place you're the most comfortable in the world because you like i grew Mm. up in ottawa to the point that it's like i never need to think where something is i just know the whole city really well and it's just so Mm. relaxing yeah also it's weirdly fun to see how much a place has changed like how much has winnipeg changed for you garrett how much has it changed it's changed because i forgot the names of the streets so it has it hasn't changed at all but in my mind i forgot everything so, yeah, oh, and wow. are all the landmarks still there? So, like, you know, it's like, take a left at this cafe, and then you're going to see Chatty Kathy smoking yeah. her doobies, <laughs> and take a right and... at her. And you... <laughs> Not everywhere is like Vancouver. Not everywhere is like British Columbia, Chris. No one else was smoking doobies in the 90s openly. This is why everyone hates BC people, because they're like, Because we're awesome? Because we're fucking awesome? I hate how awesome you are. That nice guy who brings you bread. You just you have the audacity like, to be badass? In a, no, you're not badass. No badass. One from, no, no, no one wearing badass. Hat, no, 
no. Badass. We are no. badass. No, no, no. Um, no. Badass. No. Yeah, there he is. He got us again, Garrett. He got us. It's again. so badass. I got this button. Yeah. Oh shit. There we go. <laughs> I got oh, the no. takeaway button. And ass. <laughs> yeah, no. No, 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 no. Um, but isn't BC filled with serial killers? Yeah, of course. <laughs> we're badass. <laughs> like that's all it is. It's just serial killers. So many serial killers. It's a, a friend of my mom's. Uh, Robert Picton catered her prom. Ooh. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> with yeah, bacon? Because he, he owned he owned a pig farm. Yeah, it was a he big fucking pork yeah. roast. I had oh, like wow. a whole pig. Yeah, we're all serial killers, top to bottom, out of here. I mean, so. Okay, would you like to know? So I was like the Paul Bernardo case. For those who don't know what the Paul Bernardo case is, look it up. It's harrowing. And if you like true crime, strap in. It's a real roller coaster. Um, is he the one that ordered a person off the internet? No, and then no, no. no, no, that was in no, Germany. No. Paul that Bernardo. Happened in, that happened in Canada too. There was an Ontario. No, there's a Montreal guy that did that. No, oh, Nico Capani. Oh yeah, he, he tried. Yeah, he tried. Look at Magnata. Luca Capani is a comedian that you're going to Dubai with. But <laughs> keep getting that wrong. <laughs> and by the way, this is not the first time, nor will it be the last. And I've done it to his face. And unfortunately, now, thanks to that Netflix documentary, he does know who Luca Magnata is. And it's very mm. insulting. Also, <laughs> there isn't a similarity to them physically, but there also is. Yeah. Um, the Paul Bernardo case was Paul Bernardo and his wife, Carla Homolka. Oh, yeah, um, fuck that. Oh. Kidnapped, raped, and killed two teenagers. He was also the Scarborough rapist. They also oh. murdered her. One was sister. Carla Hamulka's sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They right. murdered three I'm just one. repeating things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like you're like Flava Flav. I'm an echo. <laughs> Her yeah. sister. Yeah, you're you're the worst. You're the true crime hit man. The worst. Yeah. The true crime hype man. Pardon me. The worst thing ever. Just like. And then Timothy McVeigh located fertilizer. Like just there was so blood dark. everywhere, everywhere, splattered <laughs> across the ceiling. <laughs> that's oh, actually not. That's not the one I was thinking of. There's one where a guy on the internet in Montreal, I think it was Montreal, it was in Quebec, uh, put out a thing of being like, "I would like to eat a person," and someone else was like, "I sure would like to be eaten." <laughs> I think that and they German. met up, <laughs> and then that happened. <laughs> That was Germany, I'm pretty sure. I, I think, think that, that was happened in Canada as well. Look it up. I think that that was Germany. Yeah, I think that was Germany. Because it was a How huge. How begin to Google this? Canada Craigslist cannibal. No, 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 no. Because the Craigslist C-C-C. cannibal was the New York guy, and it was all a fantasy. That was the like he was like, this isn't real. This is a fantasy I have, and it was that weird thing where people were confronted with the darkness that is human sexuality at times. For example, get this, guys. I'm really into handshakes. Mm. Never again. Fist bump for life now. That's over. Mm. That's what the... If you're into handshakes, fist bumping is the rough version. Do you ever handshake somebody with the uh, mirrored opposite hand? So it's like if if they went to shake you with their right hand, you'd stick out your left hand and shake them with As that if, one? Like just to hold their hand? And then you just <laughs> yeah. turn sideways and start walking down the street? <laughs> Swing? I want to do that so badly. I want to do that. Garrett, on tomorrow night, that's what we're. That's how we're saying hello to each other. Yeah, yeah. when you come up to shake my hand, I'll just stick out the mirrored opposite hand. And just, yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, by the way, if anyone's looking to come see shows, Friday Late Show, there was a ticketing gaffe. So please Uh-oh. buy tickets for the Friday Late Show. <laughs> yeah, we need you. Yeah, we need you. Me and my son. Hi. My, 
Me and my handsome daughter, Garrett I, Jameson. I'm going to be at the show. What was that voice? I'm just making up voices. It sounds kind of like <laughs> an old man, kind of like a prospector. Yeah, yeah it does me. look like, it yeah. It's just me. I still say the most unsung funny uh, SNL sketch is the uh, sketch where Will Ferrell plays an old prospector in an army briefing. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I don't think that ever went to air. I think that was a uh, so good. Yeah. Will, <laughs> I'm just over here pressing. <laughs> it's fucking cans. Just jingle, yeah. jingle, jingle, jingle every time he moves. <laughs> and um, once, once again, Fallon can't stop laughing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. The only time uh, I was okay with that. You've got your own show now, Fallon. Fucking hold it together. I, I mean, can't. I can't. <laughs> He loves drinking, apparently. Oh, boy, Mm. does he love drinking. I heard he's a real angry drunk as well. Really? Uh, He's a real crazy. You can Google so many. I think they've taken them down, but there used to be. There was like a good few years when that Tonight Show first started where you could just Google Jimmy Fallon singing, and it would just be him in a bar being like, let's see um yeah i knew a writer i did a comedy festival with one of the writers and we ended up having like a long breakfast like just drinking like way too much coffee and she was just telling me stories or he mm. uh uh they were just telling me stories of working for jimmy fallon oh, and which like, was it yeah <laughs> was it he was it she uh, you'll never know garrett okay it might okay. have been non-binary <laughs> ah <laughs> Uh, and like the stories were insane. Like they forgot Christmas gifts for the staff one time. Um, just forgot them. And like, literally like, like it was something like whatever, like the Seth Meyers writers all got iPhones and like the tonight show staff all got a t-shirt that said, thanks for working at the tonight show. <laughs> like it was so, And like, Jimmy Fallon was just like crazy. Like they're like it's so like it's crazy. Like he is bombed. And then they're like, "All right, Jimmy, we're on in five. And he's like, "One second. <clears throat> Let's do it." Like they're like, "How the fuck is he standing?" Yeah. Like, have you ever tried to pre- be sober when you're drunk? <laughs> yeah, I have. It doesn't work. It's, it's, it's impossible. So hard. Because you're stumbling around and like in your mind, you're like, "Just get it together, man." Mm-hmm. You I know, remember- walking. So I, the last late in live of every Edinburgh festival, uh, Garrett, it's a suit is a late show that starts at one in the, uh, one in the morning that goes till three in the morning. And I don't drink the whole festival. And then that show I get super drunk. Like I will start drinking around 3 PM. Just, I just go for it. And I remember an audience member once went, you're drunk on stage. And I barely remember going, at least I'm not fucking hiding it like you. And then just kept going. And people, and it's one of those things where it's like, why isn't, why don't people adapt that philosophy? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, why are they mad at people who are drunk? No, why do people, when they're drunk immediately, like, you should just go, just lean in. Like, they're gonna, like, yeah. they're gonna find out. And yeah. it's just be like, listen, like, yeah, you're gonna get in trouble. You shouldn't have gotten well, drunk. It shouldn't, but maybe it's that element of is it shame? Is it shame? Because there's sometimes yeah. where you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, you can't just be like, yeah, I got wasted. Like, I'm, I'm wasted. I agree at with, I agree with what you're saying, but I'm just like, I'm just, I can't do it anymore. Like, there's too, there's too <laughs> well, many things I should be ashamed of at this point. But also, you were in the UK, which is very different because they like celebrate drunkenness in a way they they see it as an inevitability as opposed to a character flaw which is uh, largely becoming the case in North America. And so over there, you can be like, hell yeah, I'm drunk. It'll be like, 
you know what? Fuck yeah, good for that guy. And over here, they'll be like, that's very funny, but also we're worried about you and we'll pray What's for the you. Drunk? All right, but also, around. but also over there, look, can I just say this? Can I like right, yeah, also yeah. over there? I think it's also uh, they drink so much and constantly that uh, they know how to kind of hold it together, maybe. Whereas nope. like we we nope. binge, we binge. Mm. Oh, they binge, buddy. They binge yeah. real bad. Yeah. Actually, now yeah. that I, now that you say that, yes, in uh, in uh, Glasgow, I've never seen a town collectively more drunk than Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. I remember walking through Liverpool once at three in the morning, and the only people with any dignity were homeless. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's quite a thing. A, there's a McDonald's in Liverpool that has drains by all the tables because of the amount of vomit, so they just spray down the eating area. One Friday <laughs> and Saturday night are done, and then save it for the next morning. Liverpool exactly. cooking, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's go through down the let's go around the horn. Tell the story of the drunkest you've ever been on stage. Top Secret Comedy Club. The year was 2013. Uh, I was so drunk on stage I could only get through my jokes by crouching at the back of the stage and holding an, uh, a hand over one eye. And the only reason I didn't get banned because it was written up in a Yelp review. But mm. thank God the Yelp review reads the following: um, I thought the first act was drunk. Until the host came back on stage. <laughs> Until the host tried to get back on stage. And I was so lucky. The host ended up giving up uh, being a comedian for a while as a result. And Who I was that? I, I, um, Private chat. Who was it? Yeah, the... Uh, I guess I'll feel dead air. No. I, oh, I Yeah. They're a sweetheart, though. I like them a lot. Um, and then I, um, and then I fell off a bar stool that night. But luckily, I grind my teeth and uh, clench my jaw so badly that my jaw muscles were like super crazy tight and inflamed. And I landed right in the middle of this one, and Ooh. it basically saved me from breaking my jaw. <laughs> All that happened is that released and felt way better. And then. <laughs> That's good. 24 hours later, I was walking onto an airplane to fly to Estonia, and I definitely had a concussion. And I said to the stewardess, can you fly with the concussion? And she said, I don't know. Do you I'll have a concussion? <laughs> and I said, no. <laughs> and then I just sat down and hoped for the best. Can you fly with a concussion? I don't know. The pilot has one right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if that's, if that's all it takes. <laughs> the comedy plane. But yeah, yeah, Chris, when was the most drunk that you've been on stage? Oh, I mean, it'll just be some point at Grumpy's. Like, right. it'll be one of dozens and dozens of nights We've at Grumpy's. We've never talked about Grumpy's on this show. Where, Garrett, did you ever perform there? At Grumpy's? Uh, Grumpy's. Maybe. In Montreal? What, what, which, which, is it? Uh, it's the pub that's, like, underneath and next and, door to the comedy yeah. works. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I've been to Grumpy's. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's, a, it's where the comedians go to drink. But on Tuesdays, uh, uh, we run the worst comedy night in Canada. Uh, Not even close to the worst. Not even so close. <laughs> I've played professional comedy clubs that were worse than that show. And it always drives me crazy when they're like, it's the worst show in the world. It's like, no, it's not. I'm not actively under threat of death right now. Yeah, fair enough. Although uh, we did have a guy uh, who got, he, he was playing, he got gonged off because he showed up four weeks in a row, played uh, uh, Stairway to Heaven every single time on the acoustic guitar with the solo. Refused oh. to cut a fucking note. Yeah, you don't take anything out of that solo. Yeah. And uh, and so he got gonged off stage because we used to gong one person a week. Um, and it was up to Ram, the bartender. And we got gonged. 
He said, I spent my whole life in prison. I'm going to come back and murder all of you. Uh, then he threw a Guinness at Ram while he was bartending and left while I was on stage just fucking ripping into him. He told us he had amnesia. He didn't know anything about his life. <laughs> and he's like, I've been in prison for 40 years. Um, and then, But then 10 minutes later, he came back with a two-by-four. He'd like gone to a construction site, came back with a two by four to, I guess, attack Ramurai. Was to um, build the stairway to heaven for you guys. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then Ram, I mean, luckily, I didn't know what to do. I was still just making fun of him. Uh, Ram uh, jumped, like, just grabbed a bat from under the bar, jumped over it, and chased him out of the bar. So there was a possibility of it at Grumpy's. Wow. Deanne Smith had a glass thrown at her while she was on stage by an I old was, uh, woman. I was about to bring that up. I was about to bring that up. I was not there for that. Were you there for that? I was there for that. Okay, what happened? Because I've gotten I she told me because one because like Deanne and I were talking about hecklers or something like that. And she's like, You I because I'm like, I always get weird hecklers. And she's like, I don't really get hecklers, but I, an old woman did throw a glass at me. And I was like, How, What? Nope. How old was this woman? Uh, like late sixties, early seventies. Too old to be at Grumpy's at yeah. one in the morning, trying to do five minutes of whatever the fuck she was gonna do. She was a performer. That's why she was mad. This is the. This is why this show is always so good. Yeah. Is the sh the problem is always the performers. It's never <laughs> someone that, else. That was just a throwaway joke of hers. You know. Yeah. And fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, she um she was mad because I uh, the way I think I was running it then I think I ran that night that Deanne got a glass thrown at her and so um we just put a piece of paper down on the bar when you showed up you were on the list and you were just in whatever order you showed up in unless I felt like bumping you and then I would just do that because it was grumpy and it was five hours and fuck you yeah um and so Deanne showed up and I just put Deanne on um because Deanne's amazing. Uh, also, and so, Deanne, in that town, it should be noted, is a draw. Like, yeah. people will talk about the rest of the time. They're like, Deanne Smith was at Grumpy's. We should go again. Like, mm -hmm. it's a good business decision for you to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't even think of that because it's like, we weren't really making money. The bar was always full. It yeah. was fine. I was just like, oh, Deanne's I my hate, friend, and she's very funny. So I'd rather I do that. I hate so much. Because you were in the era where it was fun, and it was kind of a carnival. I was one of the comedians that started it. So yeah. it was a hell march through madness because mm. it was Faisal and Peter Radomsky were the hosts. No, yeah. they, they were before they were that. No, they before were. that it was it was Peter and then Andre. Okay, so let's set the stage. Who the fuck is Andre of the Jimmy Riggers? So Grumpy's is a musicians bar in Montreal with the curly hair. Yeah, that fucking guy. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I can't believe we haven't talked about this at all on this show. So it was an open mic underneath the cool comedy reaction. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a comedy club. It was underneath the cool comedy club in Montreal at the time, the Comedy Works. So it was where yeah. the comedians always drank. And right before I started comedy, Deanne Smith, Peter Radomsky, Dan Bingham went to Grumpy's on a Tuesday to talk about how they needed an open mic to work out on on a Tuesday so they could have one every night of the week. There'd mm. be a show in Montreal for the eight or nine new comedians to work out in. Yeah. So they started signing up for this music open mic. And then the bar realized it was like, it was kind of more fun and it broke it up. So yeah. they would always do it. And then 
as you started, it became part of your routine to go to Grumpy's. But like you'd literally go and it would sometimes be one musician from McGill University music program who plays the French horn has brought <laughs> their entire res floor. And because the like Andre was controlling it and he literally did it by the list, if that guy got there at let's say 930, he was 15th. And then it was just comedians, musicians, poets, storytellers, violinists, like madness. Like a guy walked on stage and said, to this day, some of the most homophobic stuff I've ever heard in my entire life. And it was before the gong. And all that happened is the entire bar, including the bartender, walked outside, waited for him to walk out. And then we all walked back inside. <laughs> Float with your feet. That's awesome. Um, well, yeah, so it's just full of maniacs. It was like that, where it was just people signed up. We introduced the gong when I got there. Ram and I thought oh. it was very funny. Um and, and gong's, this one gong's a great idea though. The gong was it was fucking yeah, great. But because like, like, I remember you can't talk the, over it. The first time I had to do it to a guy was rough. So sad. He had like his dad was there and his girlfriend and his sister. No, uh, no, wouldn't have done pretty, it. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. He was just playing the piano and singing songs. It was like it was just nice. And Ram just decided he fucking hated this guy. Don't know why. Sometimes Ram just okay, hates people. Okay, can we explain Ram? We need to explain Ram. Ram is the bartender. Ram. I'll explain it completely. I find him a fascinating human being. Um, Ram is a bartender. He's been a professional bartender and musician for like 30 years at this point, which is mind-melting. He's deceptively uh, old. It's not maybe 30 years. 20, though, it easily. Might, it, he's, it's, he's, in he's in his 40s. He's in his 40s. It's only 20, 25 years. Mm. And he's worked at this bar. And he has cultivated this bar as a cool musician's yeah. and drinking outpost in Montreal. It's I can't recommend it enough. We should actually have Ram and Garth on as a guest. That would be very fun. Definitely. And just about, yeah, grumpies. Also, they're musicians, and we've been trying to figure out how to get musicians on this show mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. So, I, yeah, let's reach out to Ram. But Ram yeah. is a surly weird vibe dictator he wants the vibe specific he wants it to be loose roadhousey but like cool hipster and if you violate that get the fuck out and he will kick you the fuck out and he has an elephant's memory for shit like this yeah but he still makes fun of me because he's like oh you would get tipsy after like two beers and i'm like ram i was 20 and never drank before like and i just lost 140 pounds and he was like doesn't matter it wouldn't have bothered me and it's like yes it would have. it would have bothered you no no it's, he's it also a very him. very sweet very loyal good friend yeah he's also like a wonderful person once once he likes you i've yeah. seen him like he would kick people out for ordering a jack and coke or men for having ponytails ponytails it was he a rum and coke in my time <laughs> yeah Get a rum and coke and this yeah. isn't a pirate bar. Get the hell out. Yeah. I remember once a guy kept walking up and being saying rum and coke, and he went, pint, great. And he was like, no, rum and coke. And he's like, a pint, great. And then he was like, what are you not getting? And he was like, I understand everything that's going on. What do you not understand? <laughs> and then he finally was like, I want a rum and coke. And he was like, I'm out of rum. Go next door. They have rum. And he was like, are you sending me to another bar? And he went, yeah. And he was like, what the fuck? I'll have a beer then. He was like, yeah. I know you'll have a beer. And I was like, <laughs> so insane. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's my cheers. It's Chris and mine's oh, cheers, yeah. that place. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's Everyone weird going back because they're still there. And not just like That's Ram. That's the weird like, thing. Ram runs it. So like Ram is, Ram is Ted Danson. You it know, makes sense that Ram is there. It makes sense that Ram is there. But, uh, but like 
the, yeah, yeah. But the other guys, it's like, oh, you're still, ooh, you're still. Oh, yes. Yeah. There's there's about 11 to 15 regulars that have been there for 30. Like, they have just, like, I don't know what happened in COVID. I assume some of them just drank in front of it during COVID. Yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> they just, just sat on the just patio. Just a little vigil, yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> They've drawn oh. Ram crudely with <laughs> just yeah. chalk on the wall. Just <laughs> frowning. I met in the middle of COVID when I was in Montreal. I still insisted on one night we had to go sit inside Grumpy's and have drinks. Yeah, I was like, "No, there. we're yeah. we're going not outside, yeah. inside. Yeah. Get the vibe." Mm. That was great. Sorry. Oh, did someone flush a toilet? It's Chris lives in the path of the the one airport on Vancouver Island. Chris literally for doing a. Uh, five day a week podcast lives in a very noisy place. I like it. It makes the very, whole ambiance very noisy. But I'm moving in four days. Four days, I'll have my own place. Quiet, leafy neighborhood in Vic- in Victoria. Um, going back to this quickly from one million, I thought Gern was the guy. Gern is a different guy, but he's not the. He doesn't run the. He's just a bartender. He doesn't run the place. Gern's just around. He'll go on tour. He wasn't with the. Was it United United Steelworkers? United Steelworkers of Montreal, an excellent folk punk band. Please yeah, check them out. Also, the oh. Unsettlers, very good Excuse bands me. as well. So yeah, not, an well, not, not an actual union. Not an actual union. See, I, no. I was part of the I was part of the Steelworkers union. Were you really? Sure. Yeah, I worked at a dirt factory. What? A what? A dirt a dirt factory. I worked at a dirt what? factory. When did you work at a dirt factory? And uh, how do you work at a dirt factory? Well, Great. you know. You know those uh, bags of dirt that you purchase at uh, Walmart or uh, Canadian Tire or any garden center? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. The import, the all important soil sack. I put that soil in that sack, my friend. <laughs> oh, you're a soil when, loader. Yeah. When were you working? When did you work at this dirt factory? I want to know more. I was uh, probably from the age of sixteen till twenty. Fantastic. Four and years at the dirt factory. Four years at the dirt. It was seasonal work, though, right? That feels like uh, full, like depression era job description. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a- four years at the dirt. Four, factory. four years at the dirt factory sounds like a fucking Woody Guthrie song. Yeah, and we would show up hammered, and uh, you know, if you're hungover, you puke into the bag with the dirt, and seal it up, and send it off, kind of like a little prize. From oh, the five it's nothing safe. <laughs> Here's why the working classes have struggled for years to be taken seriously is there's always about 20% in wor- in blue collar jobs especially that are showing up real fucked up. Like oh, yeah. white co- white collar jobs they're on cocaine and covered in the tears of a sex worker. Blue collar it's but like we 300 feet above sea level and no one gets to yeah. see them because they're security blocking them. That's exactly <laughs> it. Blue collar workers are literally they're finishing off a beer in the parking lot and just being like, I wish someone had a line. I fucking hate driving tractors. And they're literally wearing vests that make them be seen better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at look, me be drunk in the day. Look at that reflecting man stumble. <laughs> yeah. Like to the point that I was in Toronto, there was they were building a condominium, and I literally pulled up in front of a car with three constructions workers in it, and I was like, "They're doing something sketchy." And then I literally just saw this on the like on the hood, just like this, oh, yeah. and then just like head down, head down, and then a third head from the back seat, and I was like, "Yep, good. Glad, glad I know exactly how people behave. I'm very happy that I know." 
I, I worked for a plumber briefly when I moved to Montreal. It's the first time I had there. And I got the vibe that like, and I've had this in a bunch of places um, where like cool people aren't sure if I'm, if I'm cool, like if they can trust me, you know? Yeah. Gotcha. And, uh, and so I'm very much, I'm the guy that like, I walk in the room and everyone goes quiet for a minute. And I was like, you guys are doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say it like that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can we trust this guy who says drugs? drugs. Yeah. Are you guys smoking some of those doobie joints? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, a lot of stopping, a lot of. Hello, Chris. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, can I can I go back to the drunkest time that I've been on stage? Oh yes, of course. Please. Yeah, we yeah, would have gone so, back. We would would have gone oh, yeah, back. I'm I'm way back. Before I forget about it, but it was like a. Uh, it wasn't so much a show. It was a. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a uh, like a, a party for our work, right? And it mm -hmm. was uh, I was a tour guide, and I was there with Dave Merhej. Chris Robinson was there. Evan Demaray, nice. like there was a yeah group of people. And, uh, the uh, tour, yes, the Toronto tour guide company that all the comedians worked for. I remember this, yeah. of course. Mm. So then, uh, so then the night they like all the alcohol was paid for. Everyone, uh, everyone got yeah. Obviously, this guy's a cop. I'm pretty With clearly the, a cop, guys. That cop, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That a hat. I've gone full Serpico. That's the problem. They're referring to the fact <laughs> that I just brought up in the chat uh, Patty Padman's uh, comment. Chris is obviously a cop. Chris Narc bets. That's a great nickname or middle name, even. Yeah. <laughs> Just name your kid Narc. But yeah, so we were we're uh, we're there, and then uh, like there's a sort of like a DJ in that, and he's like, "Does anyone want to come and say something?" And then my boss is like, "Go up there, tell some jokes." I'm like, "No problem. I can barely oh, walk. Yes. I can barely walk and see at this point." And uh, you know, I'm like, "Man, I know my my material inside and out by this point, right?" Like, mm -hmm. but as soon as I start talking, I don't know if you've ever forgotten how to speak. Oh yeah. But I was like, uh, the, you know, and then. Like then I'm like, well, I'll just get vulgar. That makes sense, right? The, <laughs> the boss is like, get him the fuck off stage, right? So they they take me off. Uh, so the performing wasn't the drunkest, weirdest part. What was after is when they made me leave the party. So Dave and I had to leave, and they were shooting Scott Pilgrim saves the universe or versus the, the universe world. versus yeah. the world yeah. Yeah, outside, and they were shooting a scene, and uh, I went walking right into the middle of the take and was like, <laughs> Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, how's it going? Right? And the director's just like, cut, cut, right? And I'm like, I just want to say, I, man, you, you're great in like arrested development, right? And having this full on conversation, the director's like, can you get yeah. the fuck out of here right now? And then uh, Dave has to deal with Again, the top of I, I don't want, I want to, I want to stress, not the director, Edgar Wright, possibly one of the coolest directors of the last 10 years, told yeah. a friend of mine to fuck off. Great so day. This this director gets all in my face. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's fucking corporate hack, bitch. Some fucking yeah. hoodie with a headset. Yeah, yeah so some fuck with a piece of paper that says to do list number one: make baby driver. <laughs> so anyway, I got kicked out of uh, being on set uh, of a movie that I wasn't even cast in. They didn't warm to your natural charisma and just cast you in the scene. They didn't say he's exactly what we were missing. When I woke up the next morning, I wish that that's what they had done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that was it an outside scene? It was an outside scene uh, out by the. Uh... They were shooting outside the Gooderham Wartz Whiskey Distillery, which is also Callahan Brake Pads in uh, Tommy Boy. Oh, oh I know exactly where you were. I know yeah. exactly where you were. You were in uh, the fucking what's it called? That part of uh, that part of uh, Toronto that they always use to film concentration camp scenes because it has that big gate. The God Gooder damn it! The Gooderham <laughs> Wartz Whiskey Distillery. Yeah, but where? Know. What? 
What part of town is it in? It's it's got a name. The Distillery District. God damn it! It oh, is wow, the Distillery John. District. Come I should have known that. It is. <laughs> it's called the Distillery District, and it's it is. That because there's this distillery. The giant, there. Their whiskey distillery is there. Yeah. The I'm, I'm trying to figure out if you were there for the scene that Captain America was in. Because you might have also bothered Captain America. Captain America. That's I hope so badly <laughs> you bothered Captain America. You might have bothered first Superman. Not Christopher Reeves, like first modern yeah, yeah. Superman, because he's also in that. Brandon and, Ralph. Is it the Witcher? Brandon Ralph. And possibly Captain Marvel. Depending on which scene <laughs> you were at, you could have bothered any number of Marvel superheroes. No, no, not just Mark Garrett bothered. Garrett is a crossover event. He bothered Superman, Captain America, and Captain Marvel. I, I uh, yeah, yeah. Nice I, here. I bother I, I Captain America's DC. bra state. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the shield. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, but yeah, like uh, yeah. So there's that. Uh, also, I don't know if now this is just, but I uh, I ruined uh, Billy Crystal's time here as well. <laughs> go on in, uh, so in uh, you know I went to Humber the school I didn't know this I didn't know this at all go ahead yeah so uh, I went to Humber and uh, it was you want to uh, explain what Humber is just for our listeners oh sorry yeah it's a uh, it's a comedy school kind of thing like it's not just comedy but one of the factions in there is the comedy uh, they have also police foundations uh, set design <laughs> right professional <laughs> golf there's professional golf as well right uh, yeah, firefighting, uh, that kind of stuff. Sort and of a like, ton of a, a ton of Toronto comedians come out of there. Yeah, yeah a ton of a ton of Toronto comedians do one year, then then drop out because they're like, "This is bullshit." Well, yeah, because oh. it's repetitive after the second year. But yeah, like for the majority of it, like clown class, you learn everything, right? You know, take uh, take things in stride, pay attention to the audience, yada yada yada. Mm -hmm. uh, but the the best was uh, so Billy Crystal was coming to town, and someone used their uh, knowing him to be like, uh, "Can the kids at Humber?" get like cheap tickets to go see your show 700 Sundays, which I don't know if you've ever seen 700 Sundays or know what it's about, but it's an unfortunate uh, distinction of, I know what it's about. Also, yeah. I need you to everyone to know. I fucking hate Billy Crystal. Go ahead, Garrett. Really? Okay, I, really, I have a nice Billy Crystal story. Okay. Oh, well, so I'd, then, like to, I'd like to hear it. Go ahead, yeah. Garrett. So then uh, uh, Billy Crystal comes, he performs his 700 Sundays, which is a story about him and his dad and how many Sundays he has left with his father throughout his entire life, right? Mm. And it's roughly 700. Um, and it was a funny show. Like, we paid $25 rather than $80, which is great, right? And uh, it was really funny. It was a live comedy show. And uh, then in school the next day, uh, I was in uh, a stand-up class, and uh, I'd asked the teacher the question. It's like, well, what is it about TV? Like, when you watch comedy on TV, it's not as good as going to a live comedy show, right? I know the answer now. And he's like, you know what? You should ask Billy Crystal. Booze. Right? Because Billy Crystal is <laughs> coming to our school to talk to us. So, wow. he, so everyone's in the uh, auditorium, the whole school, all of Humber, not even just the comedy kids, but, like, everybody, right? And uh, it's now question period, and the teacher's like, ask him that question. I get in line, and uh, they're like, no more questions. And I was like, the next one to talk oh. on the microphone. And I was like, ah, right, that's what I did. And then Billy Crystal goes, that, that, that man looks like he has something to say, right? And they're like, okay, one more question. Go ahead. And I was like, thank you, Mr. Mr. Crystal. Um, I just wanted to ask, um, what is it when I watched you on do 700 Sundays? It was hilarious. But uh, when I watch you like host the Oscars or something, it's kind of like 
And... Why did you use those those examples as opposed to just live versus TV? I love it. Specifically his shows. I I used those examples. Well, I was nervous, right? So I like wanted to connect and went, I went, eh. And then he looked at the crowd and the whole crowd just started booing me. Like the whole auditorium is like, boo, what the fuck is the matter with you, right? People start throwing things. And, uh, you know, like, I'm like, but what I'm trying to say is, like, when I watch you do comic relief, it's not that good. But when you do live <laughs> stuff, it's hilarious. And then he goes, I don't know what you're saying, because I think I'm doing good when I host the Oscars, right? Uh, anyway, I had to write him an apology letter on behalf of Humber, right? Wow. So I gave him this apology letter, sent it to him. He got it. He read it. Uh, he appreciated it. But uh, get this. If you look that year, he opted out of hosting the Oscars and, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm not saying I had anything to do with it, but maybe he was surrounded by too many yes men. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's really fun. I really hope you're the idea that he's that you're the reason he stopped hosting the Oscars. That's probably why I haven't done anything in comedy. He's, he's like, <laughs> really, Chris has got it out for making, you. Yeah, he's making sure I don't do anything. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Billy Crystal's us. Night is uh, killing me right now. Oh, that fucking movie blows. Billy Crystal sucks. I'm gonna say Why? it right now. Why are you so mad at him? I read Billy his. Who, I can't imagine feeling that strongly about Billy Crystal. He's super arrogant and kind of a dick. Like that's just the thing. Is it? It's like I read he's like his best friends with Muhammad Ali. It's hard not to be. No, he wasn't. He did an impression of Muhammad Ali, and I was like, Muhammad Ali loved my impression. And then you like the people around Muhammad Ali are like, no, he did not like his impression. <laughs> Muhammad Ali noted activist for the uh, cause of civil rights didn't like when Billy Crystal blacked up and acted like he was stupid. No, Bill, Muhammad Ali was a nice man who was like, I won't beat up the idiot, but I don't fucking like this either. Oh, I haven't seen the blacked up version. I've seen him do it, but it was mostly yeah. Marv Albert and him. I haven't seen the blacked up one. Look at it on SNL. He is... F like His Sammy and his Muhammad Ali are just... He's blacked up, and he like, uh, talks. Yeah, it's. Uh, then, he's, uh, close, then, then why did he speak at Muhammad Ali's funeral? I don't know. I would I have say it's no idea. Were probably close. No, if I had I to guess, <laughs> I would. I would guess Muhammad Ali had Parkinson's and just agreed to stuff. He was not. He was already nodding. You want him to see yeah. exactly. Yeah, he's just, yeah, yeah. No. Um. What's your nice story about Billy Crystal, Chris? Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Tell your nice story about Bill William Crystal. Well, it's actually it's from his uh, uh, from his eulogy of uh, Muhammad Ali. I was writing my own mom's eulogy at the time, and I was I put a bunch <laughs> of jokes in there uh, because that's how I write. I yeah, just yeah. put jokes and things, and I was like, I don't know if this is right. This feels wrong to be going for fucking laughs while I'm eulogizing my mom, and um and that was like what? the day that Billy Crystal's. Uh, eulogy came out, so I just watched that. I was like, it's Billy Crystal talking about Muhammad Ali. This is gonna be good. And he was like, killing. He was like, there was like, it was like, crush, 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 and then moments of like uh, sincerity yeah. and things like that. Like, there's a nice story where he talks about how um, uh, Muhammad Ali invited him to play golf with him on this uh, golf course, and Billy Crystal's like, I can't, it's restricted, they don't allow Jews there. And Billy and Muhammad Ali went, All right, well, then I guess I don't go there anymore. That's a wrap. And he never went back, and it's like, it's a very nice story. Um, and they went out on jokes again and he did some of the impression shit like that and i was like oh good it's okay it's okay to kill at a funeral oh yeah <laughs> that's fine yeah. um and so like as a result i really leaned into my eulogy and it went really well 
Um, but like watching that genuinely like calmed me down and made me laugh and made me feel a lot better about it. So I had. What, uh, what was your best joke from the eulogy? Oh, great question. Ooh. <laughs> uh, he pointed in the uh, front row to his friend's scooter and went, "Bet you're never gonna make one of those I fucked your mother jokes again, scooter, you piece of shit." I think I, I, what I think I opened with um, being uh, being Mary Beth's son was uh, uh, it was uh, oh where did Garrett go? Yeah, where did Garrett go? He just disappeared. I think Garrett. Uh, uh, he's just off. What? He's he's out completely. Uh, strange. Hi. Uh, oh, oh, Nuka Boy took him. Nuka Boy took him. You all right, bud? Where'd you yeah. go? Just, oh, uh, he's back. I, I just disappeared. Oh, it weird. Just, oh, it weird. just all shut down. Yeah, that does it, it does it sometimes. Maybe oh, you're back now. I'm, I'm here. I, I missed your mom's joke, though. No, no, no. We, we waited for you. Oh, I wasn't stopped. God. I was so shocked. Um, I mean, to be fair, I haven't, I haven't told this joke since, obviously. I didn't like work yeah. my mom's eulogy oh. jokes into my set. What was it? It was like a, a Be Mary Best of Sun was a, um, I mean, it was a, it was Eagle Bart's amazing and, and terrifying because uh, if you, if you think about the kind of determination and willpower that it takes to run a 200 mile race, um, imagine having that aimed directly at you from birth. It was something along those lines. <laughs> Again, it's been five years. Um, but yeah, and I got like a nice laugh. Wait a like, oh, yeah, it does sound scary to be raised by that woman. It yeah, fucking yeah. was. It fucking was. Yeah. She ran a race for 80 hours. <laughs> She's yeah. never stopped. Yeah. Just... My, uh, I, I have a very similar uh, thing with my mom. My mom is a PhD and got that after she rose to the head of marketing at the at Canada Post. Basically... Oh, I just feel like taking some time off. Oh, do you, son of mine? I do not think so. Oh, fair point. Okay, let's move on. Let's move forward. Um, but yeah, my question. Joke, did you have you ever had a, given a eulogy, John? Uh, I've never had to give a eulogy. Uh, I sort of I, I made some remarks at my aunt's funeral. Yeah. Possibly the best. Like it was such a sad surprise that she died. She got hit by a car. Uh, which was super shocking, but it was one of those things where it's like I knew her in the family, but I didn't know like her personal life, and I was like worried a bit, like what's her funeral going to be like? And then she was huge in the rowing community in Toronto, and her funeral was like a sellout, which made it so much sadder. And I was like, it was brutal. And then we all like gave eulogies. I remember mine was I just told the story of my aunt was in the front row of my comedy now, and yeah. she called me to tell me she's like, I'm watching you on TV right now, and then I said, Well, Martha. <laughs> Where the camera is, you're on TV too. If you turn it, you can see the back of your head. And she went, I've never been on TV before. <laughs> I'm so nervous. And it was just like, she's such a sweet. Also, by the way, uh, it's the, uh, that, the, the, I told that story. The story I was going to tell, and bear in mind, she was hit by a car, was this. My Aunt Martha was the craziest driver I've ever been in the car with, ever. Garrett will get this. She once drove from the corner of Young and St. Clair to the corner of college and Bathurst in five minutes and 30 seconds. Oh my God. Like, was she running every red light? She was running every yellow light that was definitely red. <laughs> and I mean, she literally, we got in, I got in with a girlfriend and I literally turned into the backseat. My girlfriend was and went, watch this. And she went, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then Martha literally like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And I was like, I'm going to tell that story at her funeral. And then I said this to my grandmother. My grandmother was like, how did my sister die? And I was like, hit by a car. <laughs> yep, not telling yeah. that story. Yeah. Not <laughs> telling that story. Yeah, but to be fair, she was hit by a car. That's she what did. I, exactly. If she was driving, that would make sense. Yes, no, it was yeah. that. But so I'm like, every the entire family is so sad. I'll never forget mm. this. And then someone from the rowing club stood up and said, we've actually asked someone who sings um, to sing a song in tribute of Martha. Row, and this woman, row, row your boat. <laughs> the uh, this woman got up and sung hallelujah so badly. Oh. It made the whole thing Word like it was so bad, and she did every word, hallelujah. Oh. It would be great if she sings that, and then you follow up singing the exact same song just as terribly, <laughs> or you tell your story, but to the tune of hallelujah. Yeah, I was on TV. <laughs> I, my, uh, my cousin wanted to sing at, can you tell me if this is weird or not? My cousin asked if uh, uh, we had a song that she wanted to sing um, that we wanted her to sing at my mom's funeral. Mm -hmm. And my cousin is an amazing singer, like a legit, incredible singer. Um, yeah. And and we we're like, well, if you have a song that you want to sing, like a song that reminds you of my mom or that you think is good, then absolutely, we'd love that. You're an incredible singer. But I'm not, I don't have like a song off the top of my head. My mom didn't really listen to that much music. She was very happy with quiet. Um, and when she did, it was mostly like Kanye's 808s and Heartbreak, which is not like a funeral album. I mean, I'm going to say this right now. The irony that she loved that album and the way she died is glorious. I'm so sorry, Chris, because it's such a good thing. How do you mean? Because she died of a heart attack in the middle of a 200-mile race in Chile. Exactly. 808 and Heartbreak, Heart Attack. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought because it was written after Donda died and she died of complications no. with anesthesia. So I thought you meant that. And I was like, and she ran 808 miles. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, but yeah. And then in the end, like she didn't sing anything because I was like, if something, if there's something that means something to you, please. Yeah. But she, apparently she couldn't think of anything. And I was like, well, then no. I don't want you just showing <laughs> off you. at my mom's funeral. You fucking weirdo. Shut through the heart in your I was thinking it would be very inappropriate if she got up and sang "Running on Empty." That's just like yeah. whoa, <laughs> running on empty. Would have would have had to laugh. Yeah. Would have fucking uh, died. Oh. I, <laughs> I want yeah. this noted right now. If I die in a way, and someone says what song we should sing, I want the most inappropriate choice selected. Like if it's, <laughs> like if it's like oh like like if yeah if I die in a hail of gunfire, I want as people are walking into my funeral, shot through the heart. <laughs> And you're to blame, baby. You give love. Yeah. If I die of medical complications from an anesthesia, um, your love is like bad medicine. Basically, I want Bon Jovi played at my funeral. <laughs> I want any Bon Jovi to be played. Yeah. I don't I care that... who. I don't care how. Give me Jovi. I like how you got blurry. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like you're you just... already fading away just yeah. at the idea of this. <laughs> so long. Yeah. Uh... Uh, I went to a Catholic funeral last summer. Don't, uh, don't, yeah, don't treat me any different. Uh, I'd never been to a Catholic funeral before, and let me tell you, I got violently angry at the moment when the priest went. Um, he's made a comment about, uh, you know, uh, and he was referring to the partner of the person that died. He went, me and ha 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 were talking, and we said, thank God we have Catholic faith, because imagine uh, just being atheist, thinking that 
this is your reward. And I wanted to stand up and go, listen up, you fucking pedophile. This is a reward. Don't fucking discount love, you Jesus cunt. Like, I was Christ. so, like, I was fired up. I was fired. Like, I was like, I was like. I had the mm-hmm. fire of hell behind me. Oh, I was so fucking angry. I was just like, fuck you. And also, it was like, in my head, I was just like, I, I was like, I've been to non-religious funerals packed. There's yeah. fucking 10 people here, you fucking loser. Granted, it was COVID, but still. Imagine being sarcastic <laughs> at someone's last rites. It yeah. so funny. It, it's just snarky. Like, yeah. Ugh. Glad this isn't my funeral. Ooh. Yeah, like, <laughs> Oh, I was so angry. I was like, fuck you. Don't fucking, yeah. Don't take Someone this as an opportunity. Someone should have joined an adult dodgeball league. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody should have dodged that ball. What the hell? Uh, cameras are giving us a real problem today. Uh, At my uh, grandfather's funeral, I uh, got to do the eulogy, and uh, it was like, so I presented it. You know, like he loved, like he loved killing uh, squirrels. Like he would teach them how to swim, uh, which he would tell me when I was younger. Like he's like, oh, I'm just teaching them how to hold their breath, right? It's their swimming Jesus lessons, Christ. right? But he'd really just be drowning squirrels anyway. Old people and squirrels, they hate one another. Listen, so the eulogy, like I tell this great story about him murdering squirrels, right? And uh, then I'm like, you know, and, uh, you know, but growing up, like he had, uh, he ended up having like uh, his daughter, which is my mom, my uncle, uh, and my other uncle. And then his daughter ended up having uh, three kids, right? Uh, there was my brother, then myself, or I said, I said uh, two kids. There's like two kids. They had my brother myself and uh, yeah that was their last biological child until they adopted my sister right uh so so the whole time like everyone's like oh my god we're learning something about this family that their one daughter has been adopted right Mm -hmm. so after the funeral uh the next door neighbor comes up and she's like that was a great funeral you know your grandfather's looking down at you guys right now and he loves each and every one of you and then looks at my sister and is like and some a little more right my sister's like, I'm not fucking adopted. Like, I don't know why you said that. <laughs> but now, now everyone, now everyone left the funeral thinks my sister's adopted. Anyway, I uh, I just want to say this: uh, David Hoare has nailed the song that will play at my funeral, which is, I guarantee it'll be "Bicycle Brace" by Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ride my bicycle. Um. I mean, I got to say this right now, and the chat has pointed this out. David Horror has put this in the chat. Something about, I think Garrett may come from the most Canadian family I've ever heard in my entire life. The <laughs> idea that your grandfather's just move was drowning squirrels. And I don't think any of my grandparents could have caught a squirrel, which brings me to my next point. Isn't it weird you've never seen squirrel shit? Hmm. Or maybe it's very small and they're always in grass. But are they? Do I don't know. Nuts? I don't know, but where? Like, no. there's so many squirrels. We should see squirrel shit. Where is the squirrel shit? What if there's a squirrel out there that only he never remembers where he buries his nuts, but always remembers where he buries his shit and confuses oh, them in his mind? So every fall, he just, just comes back out. <laughs> shit again! Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? So I shit. strike again. I strike again. Oh, it'd be such a nightmare. But squirrels oh, are uh, headaches, aren't they? Like they chew up wiring and they uh, they ruin they ruin so much like uh, the cars. Infrastructure. So many cars. Yeah, infrastructure. Yeah. 
Like a, it's a more. They knock out the internet out here. Like the squirrels are always chewing through the lines and then getting. That's because that's because your city is ludicrous. The internet should be able to be more protected than squirrel energy bringing down the internet. <laughs> I don't think they were vibing. Yeah, in, in, yeah. in Toronto, even right outside, I have a transformer kind of like right outside my window, kind of thing, like a power line. And yeah, yeah, yeah. every so often, I'd be sleeping. Then you know, uh, my whole room would light up purple, and uh, you just hear this loud. Whack! And it's like, an, and every day there'd be another dead fried squirrel. I got fried squirrel pictures uh, for for days if I, if you guys want to see them. <laughs> I guess that's better than drowned squirrels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I had nothing to do with this. This was the Toronto Hydro Company. I remember living in Kensington Market, and uh, one time I fought one rack. I watched one raccoon fight eight rats. And that was fucking crazy. Raccoon won, but the rats gave as good as they got. Like it was, and let me tell you this: the noises are like we're like. It was so fucking crazy. Yeah, smoking. I smoked half a pack of cigarettes and watched a battle of wills between two scavengers on my front lawn. That's a did did the have you ever seen uh, when rats get their tails tied together and called a rat king? The rat king, of course. I've I know people that I like. I've seen Thirty Rock. I don't know if it's a yeah. real thing. That's that's mm. the only thing is Dennis Dennis Duffy talks about it, but I've I've never uh, seen proof. Garrett, you seem like a guy who's seen proof. Yeah, I yeah, feel the, like you. The internet, the internet had it all. I'm not looking oh. at it. I avoided looking at the horrific image of a toad being birthed out of a back of a toad. They're not yeah, real, beauty noise. Don't fall. Beardy noise says they're real. Also, yeah, can we go real. back to a beardy noise comment in the chat? I saw a baby squirrel king once. Ida, you're crazy. Um, is this the one about his mom? <laughs> baby squirrel. John? Uh, yeah, the one about his mom. Yeah. Can we go back to that, please? And yeah, yeah, yeah Garrett, out. I don't think you caught it. So what's this? This one here. Uh, yeah. Beardy noise says, "Yeah, my mother was the world's best hacker and spoke 19 languages. Tough, act, tough act to follow." <laughs> what? <laughs> That feels fuck. like it's, it's either true or a reference to a Winona Ryder movie that I didn't watch. Like yeah, a, uh, <laughs> the late 90s Winona Ryder film. I, I was thinking of Winona Judd for some reason. <laughs> um, I, I'm looking at the uh, number one female, but world's best female hackers from the year 2019. I'm going to go through the list. Let's see. Uh, if Can I go through the list? Because I don't think the first one is um, you. Beardy noise because the first one is a woman named Ying Cracker. She's a Chinese hacker from Shanghai who teaches the basics of hacking at a university in Shanghai. We really need to start fearing the Chinese if they're just straight up teaching hacking in university. I like that. <laughs> she got to them or, oh, she I'm was sorry. An early to, uh, hacker. Early hacker. Oh, sorry. In the 80s, yeah, that's when you just would take people's computers. I'm also yeah. <laughs> I'm also it was just stealing computer. I'm hacking right now. I'm hacking right now. <laughs> but I'll say this: this is the time of hacking that I like, where it's just someone in a windowless room, and they live through that period of time where Hollywood tried to ooey booey up hacking, i.e., the movie Swordfish, where it's mm. like this giant montage of him putting cubes together in a square while drinking wine. Oh, it's phenomenal. You know, hacking. Well, yeah, getting yeah. Well, getting a blow getting job. a blowjob from Halle yeah. Berry. That movie. No, it wasn't from Halle Berry. It was from some other guy. No, it was from Halle Berry. No, it was like some other that that when he was like John Travolta was like had the gun to his head and he had to hack. Yeah, it's Halle Berry. No, he had some. Let's go to the scene. There's it's a blonde girl, 
it's a blonde lady. She was just like there were three like extra women. They weren't like main characters. They were just like spares. They were the, yeah, they were the ones. <laughs> Halle Berry wouldn't have done it if she was just blowing some. Yeah, she she showed yeah. her like she she what made an extra two million showing her top half. Her boobies. Uh, yeah, I want to say this: the chat has has officially passed us in terms of know-how. One million coming in with it. Does nineteen languages include basic? <laughs> uh, one million. Uh, yes, and C plus, which he helps write, but the rest were human. In yeah. fucking sane. Very cool. Um, I'm going to say this: Beardy Noise continues to just be the world's most interesting man. Do you know what I mean? Like the Sierra Nevada beer guy can eat ass compared to the guys in our chat every day. Like he literally just, who loves to eat ass. The irony is huge. <laughs> literally comes in with like amazing informative facts about uh, sex toys and human sexuality. And then this absolute bomb. I feel like tomorrow we're going to. Oh, and my dad, by the way, was just Momar Gaddafi. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear about him. <laughs> I know it's kind of late. I, I, I think you wish you a belated grievance. Yeah, sorry, your dad got stabbed to death from the asshole by his own people. Yeah, <laughs> um, whom he loved, whom yeah, he really cared for. They not such big fans, as it turned out. Um, Unrequited love is so sad. Muammar Gaddafi, by the way, is considered the reason why all tin pot dictatorships around the world are now desperate for nuclear weapons because they were all like, oh, wait, we always thought the Americans were going to kill us. Our people will just murder us in the street. We we cannot be deposed. But it was America that destabilized it, right? Yeah, of course. OK, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, it so was it's like they like loosened the jar. And yeah, then, yeah. um, and then they well, handed it, was, it to the people, and they're like, "You open this." It was more like, "It was more like bees." <laughs> there were so many problems. Oh, Mark Gaddafi killed by bees. <laughs> oh my god! Has any political figure ever been killed by bees? I know Australia lost one prime minister at sea. Didn't uh, Hannibal, that character Hannibal, like the guy who rode on the elephant, didn't he die from bees? I don't know how Hannibal died. Maybe it was bees. I hope he was, it was bees. He would ride on an elephant and died from a bee or something. No way. Look I it think, up. Let's look it up. I yeah. think he. I think he died from a bee sting to the eye, or maybe a bee stung his eye, and that's how he lost his eye. Um. Oh my God. There's a story. Um. Does anyone has anyone uh got the ability to click on that link? I think we're all in the hosting area. Actually, um, no. I got it. I got it. You got it. Great. Yeah. Great. Um, hold, uh, <laughs> 3K likes. Our beardy noise knows how to use social media. <coughs> this is fascinating. He's really good, uh, but following him is frustrating because my, uh, as I've said before on the stream, uh, following him now, my timeline is full of uh, thirst traps uh, from that he has liked of other Twitterers. So I'll just be scrolling through reading silly jokes by comedians and and idiots, and then it's just beefcake. <laughs> It's jarring. I'm trying. Uh, I don't think. Oh, uh, sorry. He, uh, he Hannibal commits, killed himself. He killed himself by drinking poison. Well, but was it bee poison? I think it was bee poison. It was probably that's, bee that's poison. Probably I got, that's where I got it confused. No one look into this. Yeah. He was drinking bee ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coming in from Patty, made from bees. Um, <laughs> 
apparently also coming in from Beardy Noise. Uh, you can disable that. Chris, I don't think you should disable it. I say just lean in. But the problem is sometimes he likes really cool, interesting things as well. So I'm glad it shows up. So I'm I, I'm just on sort of semi-permanent beefcake alert. Um. All right. Are we going to... Beardy Noise, are we okay to... That way, we're gonna read he this. tweeted it, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, so, so Beard Noise says, uh, uh, okay, as it's Mother's Day, I'm going to retell my favorite story. It's about my mother, who is briefly the world's best hacker. <laughs> How many tweets is this? It's a lot of tweets. Should we just I post a through, link I, to it? No, I want it now. I want live reactions. We got half an hour. What are we going to do? All right, fair now? enough. We'll, we'll take turns reading each word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you learned at Humber. <laughs> um, zip, zip. Um, I only yeah. I only discovered uh, uh, this after she died and read the story in her Computer Weekly obituary. She got an obituary in Computer Weekly. Wow, sick man! That's my father was I'm going to have an obituary in Yawn Weekly. <laughs> uh, my father was uh, uh, able to fill in a couple of bits though. Uh, anyway, it was the '80s, South Africa. Uh, she'd recently finished helping to write C plus, having fallen into computer programming after studying languages, brackets of which she spoke about 19. She was basically just chilling at work one day when she was contacted by some business mogul dude. Uh, quote, so I heard you're pretty good with computers. I need some work done. Are you interested? She was. So she went to go see this dude at his fancy top floor office. He'd recently acquired a top-of-the-range computer security system. Unbreakable. He claimed, but he wanted to test it, offering a princely sum if she could break it in a week. Of course, she said, because she was a, because a princely sum is nothing to be turned down. So the bargain being struck, she leaves the office and heads straight to the basement. This, of course, was where the computer labs were. On her way down, she, she checks out the building. The staff, most critically, picks up a big stack of papers. So she stands outside the locked lab door with a huge stack of papers and does her best, slightly distressed, attractive white female routine. Someone quickly lets her in. I like her. She's a spy. Thanking, uh, thanking the person profusely, she sits down uh, at her terminal and calls out, what's today's password? Someone tells her. <laughs> wow. Uh, this entire thing took less than 20 minutes. The number one rule of getting into security systems, that humans are the weakest link. That's so good. Anyway, she messaged the mogul and was, for a while, the world's best hacker. She would go on to edit Computer Weekly, which is where uh, I got this anecdote, write for the Financial Times, beat cancer two times out of three, and learn even more languages. She also gave birth to me and was an incredible parent, an all-around wonderful person. Aww. And you know what? The last you know what? The last time I told this story, I promised the Black Mamba bit and never delivered. So bonus round. That time, my mother smoked a cigar with a Black Mamba. We're going to do the, the cigar snake? story too, right? Or is this Kobe? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah, either if it's Co either way, it's Kobe or the world's most poisonous snake. Either way, yeah. I'm very intrigued. I'm into it. South Africa, the 80s, still. Lions with shoulder pads, snakes with perms. My mother was working at a hospital <laughs> with the, the reflective walls of which meant it kept getting charged by warthogs. South Africa <laughs> is a fucking trip. What the fuck? <laughs> it was the 80s, so basically everyone smoked. Uh, but one of the staff, whose name evades me, was never ever joined by anyone when he went to smoke. My mother decided to change this, offering to keep him company as he went out the back of the hospital um, in the shade of the big old bunch of trees and lit his cigar. They chatted amicably for a few minutes until they were joined by the gentleman's smoking companion, slowly hanging down from the branches, long obsidian body taught with purposeful grace, was a black mambo. 
just the deadliest snake in the world. You know, chilling out, enjoying a cigar. My mother was visibly surprised, but kept her cool as her smoking companion grinned at her and explained that this, that his friend here was why nobody smoked with them. Anyway, her companion began to chat to the snake, and my mother joins him. They all have a rather pleasant chat until he stubs out his cigar. The snake retreats back up into the tree, and my mother heads back into the hospital. The rest of the staff were shocked and stunned that she stayed for a whole cigar. <laughs> In fact, after that, she joined the man and his serpentine friend at least once a week for a chat. Friend to all the creatures. What the she wild. Named, hang on. She named the fucking dongle? Go back, go back, go back. I'm tacking, she named the dongle. Named the dongle on here as well because, you know, she named the dongle. Okay, last tweet about my mom, I promise, but it's great. She also named the dongle. Uh, they got given someone she was working at Computer Weekly and nobody knew what to do, what to call them, not even the devs. So she suggested dongle as a technical sounding nonsense <laughs> word. Jesus fucking Christ. How That's so world. cool. That's so cool. That is pretty cool. Is anyone else super happy that dongle is just a made up word? Because it sounds like technical mumbo jumbo. And I believe so many people think this is fucking insane. She's the mother of Beardy Noise and the dongle coming in from Patty. <laughs> Here's even crazier coming in from Beardy Noise. I forgot about the dongle. Part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the world is so fucking nuts. Like, it's my uncle was a diplomat, and that man's stories are fucking mind melting. And he also doesn't think they're interesting because he lived which, with which, which countries would he go into? All of them. But the best one is Fidel Castro almost killed my grandmother. So He, he almost killed your grandmother and he impregnated uh, Trudeau. Wait, what's her name? Yeah, it was, yeah. He, he's got a thing for Canada. So the yeah. long story short is, so Cube, like Fidel Castro loves Canada because Canada is the diplomatic bridge to America. Hmm. So the Americans can't forever couldn't talk to Cuba, but they talked through Canada. And so every Canadian embassy has an art gallery attached to it, and they change the art every so often. And Cuba's one of the few countries where the president of the country always comes because he loves Canada. He showed up one time when my grandmother was visiting my uncle with a bunch of the family. And because Castor was there, there's a long receiving line to go into the embassy. So you're being checked because the CAIA to this until Castro's death was just trying to murder him. And my grandmother, who's just an intense, stubborn English Quebec lady, was in line and saw a giant line and then saw an open door to the art gallery and just went, I'm not standing in this line. I'm going in that art gallery. So she leaves her family. This is a very my grandmother move of just like, you can stay here in this line. I'm going over there. She goes in the art gallery. Fidel Castro's in there with a bunch of the army looking at the art. And she goes, I'm going to say hello to Fidel Castro and starts walking towards Fidel Castro, at which point my uncle comes out to the line to see his sister and his mother, goes, where's my mother? My <laughs> aunt goes, she went in that door, and he went, knowing who's in there and knowing who my grandmother is, is like, oh, I'm about to hear, bang! Mm. Um, and he runs in to see my grandmother, like, marching up to Fidel Castro, and all the security, <laughs> like, uh, we know what to do. And my uncle, like, runs in and is like, no, 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 this is my mother. I am a diplomat for Canada. It's totally fine. And Fidel Castro was like, totally fine. Like, apparently, like, was very flirty Whoa. and nice with my grandmother and started making jokes of, like, good thing you were here, John, or boom, boom, boom. Like, he was just like, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. 
but like, bananas know where the world is. Ca- Castro wouldn't have been uh, worried. I mean, he, he, how many times have like they don't they have a book called Eighty Two Ways to Kill Castro? Yeah, it's and it something. All the, uh, it's all the ways all the... they tried to kill him, and he never died. Yeah, yeah, he just never fell for it. My favorite one is they. They tried to give him exploding cigars, but it was also that thing of like, <laughs> like Bugs Bunny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just also that thing is part of it is like Cuba's crazy small. So they like, you couldn't just have like, you know, other of those countries, they're very dense, big populated countries, but it'd be like, there was a lot of spies. A lot of people, especially at the beginning, liked Castro. And then he would sh- like, and then a new guy, be like, hello, fellow Cubans. I'm <laughs> here as well. And yeah. Like, real Steve Buscemi vibes. Exactly. Mm, right. Like, where are the drugs? Skate- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hello, skateboard friends. Hello, fellow Cubans. <laughs> hey, Cubanos. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> Let's have a Cubano sandwich and smoke a ass cigar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I love, uh, I'm going to joke about living the dongle life coming in from, oh, this is all reactions. Yeah. Real nice, narky Chris Betts. Yeah, Chris, you are a narc, aren't you, pal? I'm a narc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, just, I knew it. I'm a real I'm a stickler. Uh, do, be, be good, Garrett. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm uh, trying, I'm trying. Go ahead. Yeah. Tone it down, Millerick, Chris is oft heard to say. Um. So, Garrett. Uh, yeah. What's a what's a weird thing that's happened to a member of your family, besides your oh. grandfather drowning squirrels? <laughs> a we a weird thing that's happened? Oh my god! Like, uh, can you give me give me more de- like a definition here of weird? Have the Jamesons ever been involved in an explosion? <laughs> I, yes. Uh, well, not the Jamesons, and one guy that I uh, yeah, but I've never met them. I guess. Uh, because of they the died explosion. in the explosion. The explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One was uh, was uh, my great uncle. He was Bin Laden wing of the Jameson family. Absolutely. He, he, was, yeah, he yeah. was in the Black Hawk helicopter. And they <laughs> crashed it. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you have two great uncles blew up. I guess I got uh, one who was digging uh, like a backhoe it's out back, right? And uh, he yep. hit a hit a gas line. And oh, then shit. Just was gone, right? Oh and so call before you dig. Uh, listen to uh, all those radio promos. I don't know if they have them elsewhere, but here it's all call before you dig. And then, uh, so he didn't call before he dug, obviously. And uh, yeah, the other one, uh, he was in World War II and had bombs dropped on him. Mm. So he had. Uh, oh. That's a pretty it, conventional but, exploding. But it was, you know, friendly fire type thing, which, no. uh, you know, when planes like fly, like the bombing raids and all that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so you got Probably. bombs. So that I, sucks. I, that, that those are all my exploding stories <laughs> involving family know. members. I don't think my, I have uh, any. My mom lived in London during the Troubles. I've got loads because my grandfather was an really? insurance investigator. He doesn't remember any bombing. She remembers a few, but it was like it didn't affect her. She just went about her life. So um, yeah, yeah it's just, a, just what we did. We just went went on with our lives. Yeah, she was just this Irish lady that worked at like a Pizza Hut in London. She was, <laughs> she, there were just it was bombs going the off. Very first Pizza Hut. <laughs> yeah. She was like, no, here we go. <laughs> was it actually a Pizza Hut? I think it was a Pizza Hut. I remember her telling me Pizza Hut. Did Pizza Hut even exist back then? I think yeah. so, yeah. I mean, it was like, it wasn't that long ago. It was like the 70s. Oh, yeah, I, I was mean, thinking World War II. Oh, no, this is my mom. 
Yeah. Oh, no, the, sure. no the, the, the troubles in England, they just don't talk about it. We're until the 90s. Like, everyone yeah. was like, oh, the, the far-flung days of the troubles back in 1999. Um, here's a, I'll say about explosions in the Hastings clan. So my grandfather was an insurance investigator. And uh, the favorite story ever, was, uh, my, grandfather tell, my grandmother tells the story of my grandfather got a call in the middle of the night. Got up, put on his, uh, put on a, put on clothes and a jacket, uh, walked outside, got in the car, uh, called her the next day, and he was in Vancouver, British Columbia. They live in Toronto, Ontario. What happened was a oil tanker exploded. It's like a famous Ooh. BC story. Exploded like just outside of a town for what they said was no reason, and the insurance company is like, "You fuckers did something," and the uh, CN was like, "You have to pay." And my grandfather was sent out to do it. But literally, like, it's just so funny. And it's so my grandfather. If not, he doesn't turn to his wife that's also awake. Is like, <laughs> I have to know flight of Vancouver. He left in the car. She assumed he was just in Toronto. Yeah. He's just she driving the car. Town. So she just doesn't have a car anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, the car is at the airport. Like, and he, like, apparently, like, he just, like, he called. He's like, I'm in Vancouver. I'll be back in a couple of days. And then it was such an elaborate, like, like puzzle to solve he just came back like walked in the house was like and it was like a month later he's like i came back also uh i bought a cottage <laughs> <laughs> and she's like what where were you and then and it was like the 60s so it's not like there's newspapers for what's happening and he explained the whole thing and then she's like and where's this cottage and he's like uh up north i read about it and he, she was like you haven't seen it and i don't remember i'm getting those details wrong i think maybe that maybe he hadn't had seen it he maybe he had seen it, or maybe they'd both seen it, and they were like, "We shouldn't do that." And then he just did it. I don't know. I get very confused mm -hmm. on the details of that story, but there was definitely something to that where you just, yeah, uh, we're going to talk about this properly. And yeah, wait, what? Nineteen ninety nine? You're not taught about this yet? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah the, good, the good. Wait, it was Tony Blair, so it was like, yeah, the, the Good Friday Agreement is super recent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I meant to turn. That Barely lasted off. twenty years. Mm. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, barely. Yeah, and we're back at it again, huh, Gary? Start it again, shall we? Have you, Play it again, have you guys Sam? seen? Have you guys seen the videos of uh, like basically world star videos of British people fighting at gas stations? No, no. They call them petrol stations. Bring them up. Bring them up. Bring them up. Because they don't have any gas stations. They don't have any gas. Yeah. Petrol. Bring it. Bring it. The fuck it up. What do you mean they don't have any gas? What do you mean they don't you have any know, gas? They run out of gas. They're just people are fighting over it because they can't I, get it in. Comedians right are having now? to cancel gigs because they can't drive to shows because the petrol station is out. Get on the train, you fuck. It's out of petrol, too. Yeah, yeah one guy rode a horse just to show off. He rode his horse what to a gas station. About? Get me these videos now. Yeah, play some videos <laughs> of people fighting. We only got 19 minutes left in the show. Yeah, all stations have massive queues. It's super fucked. Send me and these. I want to see these right now. And they're also queued up in the uh, wrong direction. Am I right, guys? <laughs> they, they drive on the wrong side of the road over there. You know what I, you know what I mean? Hey, uh, I'll be here all... Uh, guys, check out uh, England, uh, where they drive on the other side of the road. If uh, Hey, who's, who's this guy? You know, right there, that dog. Anyway, anyway uh, it's, uh, it's good to be here on the, uh, the big screen. Um, how's everyone doing at home? <laughs> I gotta say, Garrett collapsed so quickly. Like you came in with such gusto, and immediately, well, like, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know you're putting me all by myself up there. I like looking at faces when I talk. 
I see. Um, just my own so, face. Coming in from King GOWTF. Uh, yeah, my dad cried when it was signed. One of the three times I've seen him cry. Insane. Uh, there's a video of a lady play, uh, uh, pouring petrol into a plastic bag. Oh, yeah. Oh, my plastic God. bags are classic. And Patty yeah. Padman coming in with public transit gang, rise up. Yeah, please send any and all of these videos. Do you have one, Chris? Come on, watch it right now. <laughs> well, I, I try, I'm trying to look at it on, um, on YouTube, but it keeps asking me to verify my age. So I've gone over to Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, it's just because you're not signed in. That's why I can do it. No, I am signed in. It's because oh, really? you're not of age. You have to be well, yeah, that's seven true. to see these videos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, put it if you put in petrol station fights on YouTube, have, I'm sure you'll UK be able to. petrol station fights. Oh, my God. We got some good ones. We've got fuel pump fight. Petrol station boss attacks attacked by motorbike thug as panic buying cues boil blood. We got... Fist fights at petrol pumps as UK grapples fuel crisis. Which one would we like to start with first? I have the horse one, if you want that. I want the horse one, Chris. Yeah, give us the horse one. Yeah. I want to see the horse one. I, oh, fuck yeah. My friend has taken this. Cure in for petrol. Cure in for petrol. Cure in for petrol. <laughs> But I'm on a horse. I'm on a horse. I'm on a horse. I don't need petrol because he runs on carrots. <laughs> also, he's in a city. That asshole yeah. rode a horse to the city. Yeah. I get it, like uh, if if you could get could either of you get access to a horse? No, in the UK probably. Yeah, yeah, I could probably do it. Yeah, in not the UK, Canada. You could, no, in the UK could yeah, but in the UK comedy industry, you're never you're only a stone's throw away from someone who secretly owns horses. hundred <laughs> percent. <Yeah>. I um. <laughs> All right, a, and a stone is a weight over there. <laughs> okay, shut up, Garrett. <laughs> do uh, wasn't a twist police horse. Oh, um. Mm. All right, which one of these would you like to watch first? We'll of course watch all of them. Petrol station boss attacked by motorbag thug. Yeah. Fight breaks out at fuel pumps. That one. My personal fave thus far, driver pulls knife during petrol station round. The second one, fight at the pumps. Fight at pump the pumps fight. it is. Pump, pump fight it all. is. Pump fight. Yeah, because the other two sound like they're real escalations. So you want to start with the one oh, yeah, yeah. You don't wanna, that yeah, sounds you... human, then you build. You don't want to start I with the knife fight. Dive, I want to dive right into the knife fight. I hope Patty says the knife one isn't that good. So uh, he saved us a few. Thank you. The guy just, the guy just ends up kicking a car. <laughs> uh, uh, Garrett getting the guest. Garrett getting excellent response from David Hoare. I love Garrett, says David Hoare. Garrett oh. is doing a great job. Yeah, two Thank hours so has flown by, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. um, oh. It has fun oh, when we talk about eulogies. Hmm? It was, yeah. Death, explosions. <laughs> and I can't believe I missed all of this. So what happens when uh, all the UK news I get is a friend of mine still reads Chortle and he occasionally tells me what's on Chortle. That's all I get. Why does anyone, especially with the, the I mean, why would you read it in the last two years, especially? What news is he breaking? He put new stuff up every day because for the first little while I did check it only because I was like, what's he <laughs> writing about? I got to see. <laughs> what's he doing in there? <laughs> Yeah. What's all he right, building in there? Yeah. yeah. What are you? <laughs> yeah. It's a, I love that. I wanted you to know, I was about to be like, this is a North London petrol station. I've been to this petrol station. I'm pretty sure. Really? 
Well, I lived in North London for six years. But did it just cut away? Yeah, it just oh. cut away. I hate this. No, oh, is this getting... a news thing? Or, it's a news or did... thing. Fuck off. Ooh, I want a world star thing. I saw one yeah. where this dude just grabbed a guy and just started wailing on him and was like, you took my place. You took my spot. You drank all my <laughs> petrol. Yeah. <laughs> Spit it out. There's already a best of compilation. Beardy noise. Linker, it didn't happen. Yeah, link, please. I've been trying to find a best of compilation. That's how we're ending the program. Sorry, podcast <laughs> listeners. This is a video ending. Yeah. Head on over to uh, <laughs> Untitled Twitch stream on Twitch, and you can enjoy what we're enjoying right now. So there is a... Uh... A best of compilation. What do you think the best? What's the best the fight you've ever seen? I guess. A uh, best fight I ever saw was um, a nightclub uh, in a small town called Motherwell, uh, where um, I was sitting in a McDonald's across the street. I was waiting for a ride. The whole nightclub empties out. Everyone just runs out of this place like it's on fire, including the bouncers. A woman walks out. They're all wearing Wellington boots for some reason. Everybody. <laughs> just And Wellingtons are? Uh, like rain boots. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, big galoshes. So she's, she's got galoshes. That's the word. Um, oh, so then, fucking Canadians <laughs> calling them galoshes. There was, by the way, the host on when, on Tuesday night here in, uh, uh, in Winnipeg referred to his underwear as his gitch. And I was just like, oh, my <laughs> God, we're back Damn. in Canada. Get your gitch on. Get your gitch. Um, so yeah, so uh, so everyone clears out, and then it sort of spreads open at the door, and this woman walks out, um, holding another woman by the hair. So so they're walking, and the woman is backwards, being sort of pulled by her hair, still on her feet like this. And then the crowd forms a circle around them, and the woman holding the hair does like a judo flip and just just slams the woman over her shoulder, flips her over, goes in for a punch. She's already out. This fight's over. Doesn't even connect. The whole crowd goes, ah, <laughs> turns around and walks back into the bar. They just leave this woman on the sidewalk. It's like, collective everything nuts. I, I think the, I didn't actually see it. I saw the precursor and I got the postscript and it makes, I'm literally sitting here in joy that I get to remember this moment, which was I was hosting late and live. I was on stage and there was a couple, the woman's name was Sunshine because I made her show me her ID. And they were such hippie assholes. They kept chirping in. And I finally said, you have to go. And they went. And the woman went, put her hand up and went, I am a ticket-paying customer. I think you'll find you have to go. And I just went, no, you have to fucking go. And she went, on what grounds? And I went, on the grounds that on this ground stands a cunt. And we are a cunt-free zone. And her boyfriend then stood up and went, you can't call my girlfriend a cunt. I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. And I went... I went, you probably could, but I have security and you don't. And he went, well, what are you going to fucking do? And here's what I didn't know is the bouncer who was in charge of going in the crowd first that time was a, was a woman. And she was like a super high level, like Scottish jujitsu champion or something like that. So literally Shit. this small woman walks up and in my head, I'm like, how's this going to go? Because this guy looked pretty big. And the guy just literally just like shoved her in the shoulder. And I just was like, and I went, you're going to do that? And so, cause you've now, cause the law in the UK, you touch a bouncer, 
you're toast. Yeah. Because they're literally now allowed to, to remove you. And literally, like, like a little, like, love tap. And she just grabbed his wrist and just, like, bam, on the table, bam, on the chair, and walked him out. And then, like, I didn't know, but there was bouncers, like, right in the window, like, in the doors. All the staff, had, all the bouncers had come to watch her take him out. <laughs> He's out. She walks back in to get the girl. And the girl, like, stands up and just runs to the door, holds the frame, and goes, you can't get me out. And she just looked at me and went, you can keep going with the show. And they just <laughs> put the door to, to her hands on the door frame. And then I just saw a hand reach in and just go, bing. and release all the fingers and then they came then they all like they escort them out and then i keep hosting the show i come back and then all the bouncers come in laughing because apparently the guy got lippy again and they were like and he was like well wait till we're outside let's see what you can do and they were like okay we'll wait till we get outside and then we can see what we can do (laughs) and the girl's like yeah we'll fuck you up and they're like all right and then they literally got them outside got to the line and apparently like four bouncers are just like we're off shift took their cards off including the woman walked off of gilded (laughs) property and went what would you like to do now and then the couple just looked at each other nodded and ran away (laughs) (laughs) and they like came running back to tell oh it was so oh my god it was yeah Daniel Sloss's fiance was there, and every time I see her, she goes, "Can we talk about that night?" I went, yeah, "Absolutely, let's talk about it." What would you like yeah. to talk about? All right, I found I found a video. I found a fight. Yes. Oh, nice. I haven't watched it yet, but it is a fight. Yeah. Oh, who's that ponytail guy? Oh. Oh. Yep. oh. This is a diesel fight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> This a diesel fight in the diesel, United yeah. Kingdom. Get out! I love the guy yelling, "Get out the!" <laughs> the kick fight. Kick fights are funny. Oh. Why do people keep saying diesel? Oh, this this reminds me of high school. Yeah, this is a high oh, school so... gas fight. But here's also <laughs> the thing that's so fascinating. Here's the weird, crazy thing about America. So in America, because everyone has guns, everyone breaks up fights in America. Mm. It's such a weird thing. Because the rest of the world is just like, well, no one has a gun, so you can just beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah, in America, you see people running for the the trunk. It's, mm. uh, yeah, exactly. It's all bad news bears. So what is actually happening? Is it's just they don't they've run out of gas? They run out of gas. That's very funny. It kind of happened yeah. down the states recently, like uh, this past uh, was it spring? They yeah, ran the North attack. Yeah, yeah. The the pipeline was high, this, hacked. Yeah, yeah probably, but this is uh, probably by what's his dude's mother. Yeah, this is uh, this is. It was Beardy Noise's mother hacking Beardy from Noise beyond the grave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Your pipeline. Um, I see. So yeah, so Brexit fucked up our infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. no shit, eh? Yeah. Like. Yeah, it's you know what's interesting about Brexit is that no one was saying it was going to be a terrible disaster. No one was saying it. Yeah. Oh wait, I did, and then I left. And by the way, I would like it noted. I would like Carl Donnelly and Jimmy McGee to <laughs> fucking kiss my ass and yeah. apologize because both yeah, of them you, went. You thank it. you. Yeah, thank you, Garrett. Thank you for backing me up, son. Yeah, yeah. No problem, Dad. I, I would. Great I would time. like to. I would like to point out that many uh, economists and uh, political scientists also saw this coming. It was not simply John 
<laughs> the the I'm aware. I brought this all up. I brought this all up to them when we took a lot of drugs. No, we were just drunk at the Groucho Club in London. They went, Brexit's not going to be that big. And I went, This is the attitude right here is why it's going to be so bad. And oh, yeah, you guys yeah. are just going to act like it's normal. And they went, and it was the it was by the way it was similar to when Chris Martin, my friend, told me, well, it's like how everyone just thinks English people are polite, and I was like. No one thinks that. No one in the world has ever said, no one has seen the Union Jack and thought, here's some people that are going to treat me properly. Like, that's that's <laughs> never fucking happened. Um, that's your Brexit rant. There was one First Nations guy. No. Yeah, one yeah, one one. time. The first one, and he was, and there were people around him going, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. And he's like, let's give him a chance. They're like, shut up. Garrett, we're slowly wrapping up. Um, okay. Do you have any? Do you have anything you'd like to plug? I know you do a bunch of work with comedy records and stuff, so I assume you want to uh, plug it up. Yeah, I got to check out. Uh, well, just I guess an album that I have. I guess uh, you can listen Fuck to that. Yeah, yeah it's on uh, Spotify or it's on YouTube in some form, I guess. But it's called What's Born it called? Crying. Born Crying, Die Laughing. Oh, I like that. Yeah, nice. yeah. sounds it's like a spaghetti a, western. Right, it is. Uh, it's a spaghetti. It's a spaghetti comedy. <laughs> it's not the spaghetti western but spaghetti comedy uh it's kind of like uh me telling my jokes but with a band there's a band Ooh, uh, oh yeah spraticus yeah yeah exactly yeah so uh check that out uh anything else i'm doing uh oh and heavy metal hitchhiker if you get a chance that's uh on banger films or banger tv uh and you can find that on youtube out of all places it's a web series and uh yeah Season two, we're pitching season two right now, so hopefully we get funding. So keep an eye out for season two, hopefully. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, thank you guys for having me. Can I tell my one quick fight story that I saw that I like? I've yeah. Been oh, sorry. Fights yeah, yeah, yeah. before, but it, and this is a real quick one because I was thinking like most of them are just sad fight stories, right? Right. And then, but this one was at a Dropkick Murphys concert, and uh, Fa work, phenomenal. So I, I'm just working the bar right at the Dropkick Murphys concert. And I've never seen a collective this drunk like before where people would like try to like buy at the bar and like slide back from the bar and just fall backwards. Right. No. But these two guys bump into one another and one guy's like, fuck you. The other guy's like, no, fuck you. Right. And the guy's like, yeah, he makes a fist, winds up, but he's so drunk, he stumbles and ends up facing this way. And so the guy's not in front of him. He's like, where the fuck did he go, right? And he just <laughs> stumbled away. Is all the while, is all the while shipping up to Boston playing? Like all oh, the while, I'm just, picture, I'm just picturing like, where did he, bum, bum. <laughs> dun, dun. Bum, bum. Yeah. Oh, dropkick. Where was that bar? Also, I heard a fight story about you recently, which is you were at, uh, what's his name? Um, oh God, someone's bachelor party and Jarrett Campbell kept trying to fight you. Oh yeah. No, that was a uh, Hakeem's bachelor party. Patrick so, Hakeem. Hakeem's bachelor party. Yeah. And then, uh, um, then yeah, can't, can't, like, cause like, they're like, Oh, you're very strong. And I'm like, well, I'm somewhat strong, but I'm not, I don't think any more stronger than anyone else, but you're turns out, prairie turns strong. Out, yeah. I'm prairie strong. So I got mm -hmm. like, uh, I don't know. I, I also, I'm like stocky. Dirt right. factory yeah. strong. Like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's dirt I'm factory moving bags strong. of dirt, right? <laughs> yeah. And this is my one regret in life. Like, usually I live life to the fullest, but uh, at this one moment, uh, like Campbell, so Jared Campbell tried to tackle me, but then I got lower than he did, and I shot put at him, 
off the ground <laughs> over a couch, and as he fell back, his whiskey was in the air like this. And I had enough time where I thought I should grab this whiskey and just drink it in front of him as he's yeah. falling back. But I was slow to react. So, uh, yeah, guys, go off your gut instinct and you'll live life to the fullest. Oh, and then, yeah, yeah so later that day, he tried fighting me again. And it was him and Marito now attacking me. By the me. way, Marito is four foot 11. Like, I. Right? It- and Campbell's six two or something. So I'm fighting yeah. a guy who's six two and four eleven. So I'm like fighting like a teeter totter, right? Like I'm like <laughs> this. And then uh, so I have Campbell, and then Marito comes in and tries like punching me in the balls. And I just grabbed him, and I I don't know if you've ever bowled a person away from you, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I bowled Marito across the uh, the wood floors. So it wasn't really a fight story, as it was more of a wrestling, grappling, grappling, if you will. Self-defense. Prairie boy defends himself from two liberal cucks. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I needed this. <laughs> uh, right before uh, Chris and I plug, I just want to say, Patty Padman bringing this in about the Dropkick Murphys. This is very funny. Uh, I used to say that they aren't Irish, and then it turned out my friend's cousin is literally in the band. <laughs> uh, but mostly, uh, a lot of comments about uh, Garrett's time at the Dirt Factory. Four years at the Dirt Factory. We'll do that to you. Never mess with a dirt man. Yeah. Ta- uh, that's what I'm taking from it. Very good point. Uh, also, Chris, is it, can I can I give you one last uh, fact? If you're ever yes, buy, yes. If you're ever going to buy manure, um, like the compost kind, like for your plants, whether it's a uh, goat, cow, or mushroom manure, it's all the same thing. What? Yeah. So it's like so different shit, same pile. That's a no that's way. a dirt factory uh, ism. Yeah. So uh, guys, so it's just lies. It's just lies. Yeah, it's just all lies. So it's packages cow <laughs> manure, packages goat manure, packages mushroom manure. It's all the same thing. We Dirt just get whistleblower. Yeah. Dirt <laughs> right whistleblower on. Garrett coming in from Patty Padman. Also coming in from more. Beardy Noise. He'll put you in the dirt. What's your top three dirt facts? And then Chris and I will plug and we'll get out of here. Yeah. Oh, Garrett froze. Oh, Big no. Dirt is on to us. It's into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. back now. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's probably my friend Pete. Pete Moss, am I right? You know? No, <laughs> no yes. absolutely not. Yes. Absolutely not. Um, go ahead. What are your top three dirt facts? Top three. Well, one is the first one that I just uh, mentioned. Great. Fan- yeah. Phenomenal. Second one is uh, if, if your peat moss does catch on fire, uh, make sure it's fully out. Like, douse that with a lot of water because a lot of people think peat moss is out, but it continues to burn. Yeah, right, we actually had yeah. the dirt factory went up in flames one day because peat moss caught on fire and we didn't put it out correctly. Oh my god, what a sad day that was! <laughs> fire down at the dirt factory, <laughs> <laughs> all the dirt caught on fire here. Uh, it's the most insane th- sentence I've ever heard in my entire How'd you lose your job at the dirt factory? Well, the dirt factory burned to the ground, <laughs> a, it, was already, a, it was already in the ground. We yeah. just packaged it up. That's a that's a Bruce Springsteen lyric waiting to be on. <laughs> in the dirt factory, it burns. <laughs> Coming in from uh, Andrew Foss Foster. Fuck you, Arsonist Pete. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your third dirt fact? Uh, I guess uh, there, there's a, a vermiculite. It's not a fact. Look, it's just a, look it up. Look it up. Yeah. Tell me what you think about it. I love it. Chris, any plugs? Um, no, I'm doing a bunch of shows in Victoria soon. So if anyone's in Victoria, 
come out. Uh, but otherwise, I'm just uh, I'm here. I'm moving in four days. So look out for my new apartment, guys. You're not going to get my address because how, one of you, I think, might kill me. How excited are you? It's me. It's me. Yeah. Which one? Uh, Garrett, it's us. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're, 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 we're tech team in this. Uh, a, always B, B, D, doxing. Always be doxing. Um, yeah, everyone go uh, find Chris wherever he's doing shows in the Victoria area. I am still in Winnipeg for a bunch more shows until Saturday night. And I will be, I still have an album, all my albums are on Spotify. Go download those. I'll be in Dubai and I'll be in the UK end of November through December. Dates to be announced soon on my Instagram at the John Hastings. Garrett, thank you so much for joining us and taking your time. This was so fun. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah come back sometime we do super long streams garrett i feel like you'd be a real asset when we do a super long stream yeah we do like 12 hour ones i you froze all during that last part so you'll have ah, to message me great. whatever you said so all right we cool. will um, have a great show tonight um who would the chat like us to raid ashley's not here so let's ask the chat who would the chat like us oh, to raid? You know or? we should raid we should raid that guy that followed us and was uh, in our chat the other day his name's 1030 jh and he is on right now Oh, okay, great. Can you yeah. set that up and then I'll hit the video? We're going to do 1030JH. We'll raid Colt next week. Thank you, Patty Padman. I'm so sorry. I like how I ask someone to raid and then I always go with someone different. It's kind of it's the thing we do here. It's becoming uh, a bit. It certainly is. Garrett, I'll see you tomorrow. Chris, I'll see you. Take care, buddy. I'll Sunday. see you on Sunday. I'm going to be so I'll tired. I'll see you guys. John, Have a good weekend, everybody. Chris, take care. Have a take good care, one. man. Hopefully see you soon. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Oh, bye. Bye. I pressed the wrong button. It's over here. Shit, 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 shit. Garrett, watch bye. the video. Enjoy the video. Garrett, watch this video. That's all. Penis into her vagina. That's all. And that's called sexual intercourse. Some people call it having sex. So the man passes the sperm to the woman, and now his sperm is in her. Maybe you're wondering if a mistake could be made when having sexual intercourse. 